Aloha, this is Jason from Hawaii. Welcome to a special edition of the Comics for Fun and Profit podcast. In this episode, it is my honor to be interviewing writer Chris Carvalho and DJ Keave Kane, the artist. They are here to promote their Kickstarter, Mana Legends number one, Kamehameha. The campaign started, now correct me if I'm wrong, Chris, the campaign started on March 1st and will end on March 30th. Is that correct? That is correct. Yes. One more question. Did I pronounce your guys' last names correctly? Yes, you did it very carefully. And <laughs> what about you, DJ? Yes, yes, yes. All right. Okay. Now, Chris and DJ, how are you guys doing today? Doing great. Thank you for asking. How about yourself? I'm doing good. Good. I'm hey. good. Okay. All right. Now, listeners, you know, this interview is very special to me. You know, um, while growing up, you know, um, uh, you know, you know, I, I've heard stories about King Kamehameha. And this interview is very special to me because I get to share with the rest of the world, you know, about um, Chris and DJ's comics about King Kamehameha. You know, I get to share, you know, uh, you know, um, their, their comic book about King Kamehameha and a little bit about of, of Hawaiian culture with the rest of the world. So again, Chris and DJ, you know, thank you very much for coming on. Thank you very much, guys. Our pleasure. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you for having us. Okay, now I'm just going to go over a little bit about your history and correct me if I'm wrong, if, you know, any, you know, if I'm wrong or anything. Um, so I know, so um, Chris is the founder of Mana Comics and that started in 2012. Correct. Yeah, it's 2014. Oh, 2014. 2014. Okay. Yes, yes. And then, okay. So some of your, so Chris, some of your titles include Amakua. Um, yes. Um, Mana Double Feature and mm -hmm. Sista Shark. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. So listeners, also, um, we're gonna go a little bit into the history of Mana Comics in a, in a few minutes, and we'll uh, and we'll give the translations of the um, comic books names and so forth. Now. DJ, you have been a writer and artist for 18 years. Um, you have worked on Spy 16, that was a web comic, and also mm -hmm. you worked on, uh, is, it, is it a comic book series? Is it Island Tales? Is that correct? Yeah. So Island Tales um, is, um, uh, an, what's it called? it's an imprint from Big Dog Inc. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know how you can get it. <laughs> Uh, you can get some of them. You can get some of the ones that the ones that I worked on. You can get from me, mm -hmm. but um, I don't know. I don't know how you would get them because um. But anyways, yeah, yeah. So it's uh, um basically old island tales is um is just legends from old Hawaii and translated into comic book form. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now I'm gonna ask because there's another work that you did um. The Night Marchers, a cautionary fable and fairy tales book. Was that part of the Island Tales or is that something different? No, that's two different books you're talking about. So the Night Marchers is Chris Chris's friend, Chris Konui, who also works with Mana Comics. So Night Marchers is one title. And I only did the cover for that. Oh, okay. That's, uh, not, that's Night Marcher or The Night Marcher. And then uh, cautionary fables and... Uh, that cautionary tales and fables book i did the oceana version okay so um so that's kale mcdonald and she does um she does it on kickstarter and she does she goes to different places mm 
-hmm. and she features legends from you know from different areas of the globe yeah. and so i did i did one story inside that oh, okay yeah i did i did one story inside that and that that's it but yeah I, so i i wrote the story and then i did the layouts for them yeah okay, cool and then also to now correct me if i'm wrong is this is this is your creator own comic series is it Exelon Creed of the the Nighthawk? It's Exilian Creed oh, of the Nighthawk. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Sorry and about that. Coming on Kickstarter. Okay. Okay. <laughs> now, did I miss anything, guys? I think you covered them. I think that that's you know, uh, as far as like our our experience and what we've done in the past, you you've captured that right now. And it's it's the project right now that uh, we're we're full uh, focused on. <laughs> okay, all right. Now, um, before I start the interview, I want to give a big shout out to Alika Seki, owner of Maui Comics and Collectibles. Um, you know, um, I was now I'm not on Facebook, but you know, I I can link on to at least see what the Maui Comics and Collectibles Facebook has, and I saw that he was promoting the Mana Legends number one um, Kamehameha Kickstarter um you know i think like the last couple weeks in february so that was pretty cool so alika thank you very much thank you very much alika. And, it, and it doesn't go unnoticed by um the local creators like dj and i we do see alika posting and sharing because he's a true believer of, of all the different local talent that we here have here on the island so yes alika shout out to you big mahalo and to all the uh, maui brothers over there thank you for always um you know lifting us up yeah and, and sharing it to the world so we appreciate that too dj yep. i'm gonna ask did you want to add anything to that no just thank you alika alika is the man i mean yes. alika, is so awesome. yes. alika is so awesome uh i just i went to the maui comic-con uh this last year and was it's going to be different and it's going to be better i'm hoping yeah <clears throat> all right i'm going off the track here and so sorry real quickly when you went, chris did you go to maui comic-con too I went like the first uh, couple of years, and they were there. It was really fantastic. I look forward to maybe one day going back too. But yeah, my schedule is get, getting kind of tight now, so I'm I'm trying to work it where I can. Okay. So I'm um, so DJ. Going back to you, you went you you went to the one last year, correct? Yeah. So you met like Ed Pisker, Jim yeah. Rugg. Yeah, yeah. How was that? <laughs> that was fun. That was fun. Um, yeah. I mean. Um, the, yeah, the cartoonist kayfabe guys, yeah, they were, they're awesome. I mean, they're so smart and the way they break down books and all of that. And, you know, it was so awesome. And I've been, uh, that, that was the biggest reason why I went and, and, you know, so Frank Cho was there and That's right. Sharp was there and, um, yeah. our Kukul Johnson was there and he was the one that I, he's also, um, you should check him out too. He's, um, he's a Maui boy. Okay. But he does like covers for like the New Yorker, and he has his own books, um, the Shark King, and um, I forget what else he, he got. Um, but his stuff is, and he was the one that impressed me because I, I I I had no idea who he was before that, and so mm -hmm. I went and went over there, and I was like, oh my god, this guy's the real deal. Mm. So yeah, 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 and it was small. It was that was basically just you know, besides a few Hawaii comic book creators, that was pretty much the whole roster right there. Yeah. Uh, so it was small last year, and it was but it was great. It was really, really great. Yeah, I know. One day I gotta. Alika keeps going. You gotta come. Like, yeah, one day. Yeah, <laughs> Maui, Maui is a whole total, totally different thing because Maui is laid back, like compared to Oahu. 
Yes. And, you know, so you get to really meet everybody. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah, because it's... And I love it how Alika... Sorry, guys, I'm kind of going off, oh, yeah, yeah. Or off track, but, but just how Alika wants to make sure that it's free to the public. Yeah. You know, people can come, you know, that's yeah. nice. Yeah, and those... Uh, Malika and those Maui boys, they're extremely uh, passionate about comics and, and getting it out to, uh, you know, exposure and, and, and sharing as much people as they can. That's why we appreciate them. Th those guys are just amazing. Yeah. No, they are. Yeah. yeah. All right. Sorry, guys. Okay. So um, let me get back on track. Sorry, guys. So, okay. Where can listeners follow you guys on social media? These go. Okay. On social media, you can find me. Um, Twitter at First Watch Studios, Instagram at uh, First Watch Studios, or DJ Calvicane, or Facebook is Dwayne Calvicane because they won't let you be DJ on Facebook. I have no idea why, <laughs> but it's uh, D-O-W-Y-N-E in my last name, K-E-A-W-E-K-A-N-E -E -E on Facebook. And then, or you can go to my website, firstwatchstudios.com. Mm -hmm. All right. Take Okay, you went lateral to me. Gotcha. Okay, so for me, um, you can actually look on either Facebook, Instagram, under Monocomics, you'll find me, uh, as well as my website. Uh, if you're looking for to buy something like via that, it's www.monocomics.com. Really easy to remember. Uh, yeah, or, you know, we're up and running and always getting orders out. So, yeah, if you guys want to learn more, by all means, check us out on the website. All right. So where did you guys grow up? Oh, you just threw me off. Did you want to go first? Go. <laughs> uh, I grew up, yes. Well, how about you call call our name first and then just... Oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> okay, so yeah. Um, so yeah, I, my, I grew up in Hilo, Hawaii. I graduated from Hilo High. Um, yeah, big, I've been living on the... I was born in... Um, I was born in, in Oahu, but we moved when I was like a baby, so I don't even remember Oahu. And mm -hmm. I just grew up on the Big Island mm -hmm. in Hilo. All right, Chris. Okay, yeah. Well, for me and my, myself, I <laughs> I had the exposure of East Side and West Side. Uh, I grew up partly in Hawaii Kai Side a little bit. Uh, my dad moved us to Waianae and, and culture shock over there. Mm -hmm. So, uh, <laughs> and then from there we went to Papakalea, to Kailua, and I ended up on Kalihi, and then finally now I live in Ewa Beach. So it's it's been a nice island tour over here on Oahu. <laughs> All right, so Chris, I'm gonna ask, I'm gonna start off with you first on this one. Okay, what was or were your first comics that you read? Um, for me, it was like I would love like, it, well, it has to go back to I would think that what really exposed me to com the comic world was those old Stanley cartoons, you yeah. know, with, with Kirby art. You know, growing up yeah. in one, I used to you know watch the cartoons and like you know here's Captain America with the with the you know that little jingle they have in the beginning oh, yeah. Captain America throw his mighty shield that era spider-man and thor and all that and i was like what is this and i didn't really get a hold of a comic until i think i moved to the um, windward side where there was at 7-eleven there's a spin rack mm -hmm. over there and that's where i got introduced like oh this is these are the guys that i was watching on those cartoons and uh you know what started with uh, just the solo books with you know like hulk and mm -hmm. and you know um, it eventually I found a liking to like team type books. So I was always down when George Perez drew like 
Justice League, uh, yes. Avengers when he did his run, or or like Teen Titans. That was that was my um, that was my jam. I just absolutely loved that part. Uh, so that was when I first kind of got introduced and exposed to it. Mm-hmm. Chris, I'm going to ask an off the cuff question. You mentioned Wait. George Perez. Did you meet him at any of the amazing Comic Cons? It's funny that you mentioned that. He's like right here. Oh, that's the, that was that was <laughs> the 2019. Yes, so we're sharing a shotgun. He is definitely someone that inspired me. Um, it's funny because when people ask, also ask me who my favorite artist is, it's him. My one of my favorite artists is Marv, and they ask me, "Okay, what's your favorite superhero?" I say, "Robin." You know the one that wears the green bebedees. <laughs> and then and they're like, "They give, give me that look." They're like, "Why is that?" Because when George and Marv wrote Robin, uh-huh. it, it was incredible. It just showed you like, like even like a maybe C-list character could be something special if given to the right creators and writers and artists. Yeah, and uh-huh. that's what they did for me. That's what they. You know, they propelled Robin in a whole different light. And I just really, that was my thing. So, yeah, George was a guy that I um, actually, my girlfriend had to uh, drag him to the booth where I was because I was too shamed. You know, they kind of still get starstruck yet when you see these artists. And then um, my girlfriend Tiffany just grabbed him and says, hey, George, someone wants to meet you. And he's like, okay. And, he, yeah, they brought him to my uh, my table at the convention. That is so cool that he right? he took yeah. the time to do that. that was oh yeah, he he's such a. I mean, I mean, talk about warm guys and smiles and and just just you know very, you know if there's it, he should be from Hawaii. Got the aloha spirit to everyone. Yeah, and, and one of the hardest workers. He's the guy that starts from the very beginning drawing his you know his commissions or whatever it was to to give people because he just wants to give to so many people who wait you know wait for him. And he, he always makes sure that he. Tra- tries to greet and show and take picture. That's the guy. And uh, I, I really, I mean, he went above and beyond as who I thought he was going to be. Uh, just an incredible human being. All right, DJ, what about you? What was, what was or were your first comics that you read? First comics that I read, I used to read Jade Man comics. So it was the, all the Kung Fu comics. Oh, okay. And that, that was before I found Marvel and Marvel comics. But be, I used to read these Kung Fu comics. And before I, I for some reason, I just did not want to read any American comics. Uh-huh. So I was reading the Kung Fu stuff because I really liked the action. Mm. But then I saw um, Bruce Pertasio's X Factor, I think it was 64. Uh-huh. I was like, what is this? <laughs> I picked that up and then I, I fell into X Factor and then I fell into the whole X-Men and Jimmy's X-Men and all of that and I was like, oh my God. Good I era. Didn't know part of this. Like, you know, and that did I I just from that point on I was stuck with uh, you know, the X titles, X Force, all uh-huh. and that got me into all, you know, and this is the the nineties, the early nineties. Uh-huh. So yeah. I came in right at that time when, you know, they all moved to image and all of that. So uh-huh. You know, so I was following all of those image guys right before they they, they jumped to image. So Jim Lee, Wolves Potashel, um, Eric Larson, um, Todd McFarlane, Rob Liefeld, all the, all of those guys. I was just just consuming whatever whatever came out, and then when they jumped to image, I, I was there, and then yeah, all of that, yeah. All right, now, now DJ, off the cuff question. So- did you meet Jim Lee or McFarlane or Life at the amazing Comic Con here? I, I did not meet Jim Lee. I tried to. His line was so long, I wasn't even standing in that line. <laughs> I was selling my own books. 
I met, yeah, I met Rob Liefeld and then I met um, Todd McFarlane. Todd McFarlane was cool because he came walking right through Artist Alley and he was talking to everybody. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. So, yeah. And I met George Perez too. The same, that same, oh, no, no. It was the last time George Perez came. That same yeah. time that I met George Perez, I met George Perez too. And so Mar Wolfman. No, I never met Mar Wolfman. I, I met his wife. So what was your experience meeting George at the 2019 Amazing Comic Con? Uh, he was like, oh, he was just walking through and it was like, hey, everybody just bombarded him and got pictures with him and all of that. And he was so nice and like you, you wouldn't even, you, you would think he was from Hawaii, just that, you know, he has such a warm personality. Yes, yes. I understand, I, I understand his, you know, his why people love him is because yes. he has that he, that that uncle quality you know what i mean where it's yes. like you feel safe with this guy you know what i mean yes. you f you feel like you, you can trust this guy you know what i yes. mean and that that, yeah. that is so great you know yeah that is yeah. so cool that is so cool mm -hmm. all right so dj i'm going to start off with you on this question so drew from the comics for fun and profit um he's a co-host of the show submitted this question what was your first comic book shop Oh, my first comic book shop was Comic Center. And it was in the Hilo Shopping Center. Yes. And, um, God, I love that store. It was drawn by these, like, old Japanese ladies. And they, um, <laughs> nice. And they were, they were mean, but they, they weren't mean, but they were just, it, that, that was just the language that they spoke. They're they kind of gruff, but they were, they were nice. But when you, when you spoke to them, they kind of they yell at you. <laughs> but, but you know if i was short like you know if i was short like couple whatever yeah cents or they'll, they'll just, oh that's okay just take them just take them you know what yeah. i mean but oh what a but, good like, yeah it's just i, I love that story and then it ended up moving to the to the plaza the prince Hill plaza and then um when the you know when the 90s uh when 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 the whole thing yeah. included they they ended up closing down and it, it was sad it was really sad but i love that story to this day i still remember riding my bike mm -hmm. and back then comics was one dollar literally one dollar so you could get you know 10 titles for, like I, I used to get like 10 bucks for yeah. you know cleaning the yard or whatever you know what i mean so so i'll get my ten dollars and i would just ride my bike down and it, you know so you get the tax that comes with and that those and to the, those 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 Japanese ladies will be like, oh, just take them, just take them. Like, oh, thank you. Go home with, with my bike and my bag of comics, and oh, I love the, I love those times. <laughs> cool. All right, Chris, what about you? What was your first comic shop? It's just so funny how um, uh, how DJ described like my childhood as far as riding the bike and getting those comics. Uh, so it's so similar. I mean, that's that's how life was back in that day. You ride your bike, you go to the store, you get your you get your comic fix. But for me, um, we had this comic shop, you know, and, and uh, you know, for the life of me, I can't remember. It's been some time, but we used to be uh, living in Kailua and there was one by the Zippies in Kailua. Uh, hang on, there's like a travel agency, I think over there now, but they were there and, and, and then they moved right directly across the street where, you know, I would spend some time shifting through those, those boxes and, and looking for like old school obscure stuff like uh, Team America or something just odd, you know, because yeah. I just wanted to see just, you know, I wanted to experience all these different things to, to, to check it out. But that was, that was my era. I think Gecko's moved in on the top part of Kaibu as you're coming in. Uh, they, mm -hmm. uh, they was there for quite some time, but for me, it was those ones that were close. And like I said, if I couldn't get, you know, 
one I wanted from there. Maybe Seven Eleven had it, but mm-hmm. yeah, that was that was a, a really fun memories. But for me, a little different. I wasn't allowed to read comic books. I had to like instead of like um, I couldn't like carry it home. So once I bought it, it went under the shirt. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, sweaty, sticking to your skin, kind, riding the bike. <laughs> but I had to hide it, yeah, because my, my dad and my stepmom basically says, hey, no comics in this house. They're going to corrupt you. Mm-hmm. No, you. You can't have it, but of course. What you know. year was this, like the early 80s or 70s? Yes, or? yes, like early 80s, kind of like oh, my, oh, my right. fifth, sixth grade kind era. You know what I mean? So I, I, was, I remember um, I, I never had to deal with that, but like the generation before was like, oh, comics are evil and they're going to, yeah, you know, it, like, I think it, yeah, it came on the, the cusp of like when sometimes the, the politicians would get involved. And I think that's what it came with, um, like the, the comic code approval kind of ratings. and right, stuff. Right, you know? right, right, right. So I think that's where my dad gathered that information, maybe my stepmom, too. So that was their frame of thought because they grew up on that era where yeah. that was a hot thing, yeah, to mm-hmm. talk about, really politicized, yeah. But, you know, here I am, I was like, I just want to read a cool story of, you know, a bunch right. of art, you know. And right. it, it taught you, you know, more lessons than some of the books I read. It was really yeah. good. Yeah. But yeah. I don't think they gave that opportunity to say, what the hell is this about, and open it and read it themselves. Right, right, yeah. right. Just going off from what they heard on TV or whatever, yeah. 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 They should have that now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you that, that, no. <laughs> sure, sure. So Chris, I'm gonna say so because I'm gonna say I remember geckos did open up uh yes. Kailua. But yes. then, you're right. I, I vaguely remember there was I because I because you know um ah because I remember the only because the only comic shop the only place I could get comics was um Kaimiki Sundries. And then there was a and then there was a used bookstore in downtown. I keep I keep messing up the name, but they used to have direct like they would have like independent direct comics to be sold there. But I also heard yeah yeah, and I all but I remember vaguely remembering about there was a comic book store in Kailua. Yes, it was in the heart of Kailua. Like I said, it's it's that whole area where that Zippy's a travel an antique store travel agency. H&R Block is where I think right, right now was where they moved across the street. Um, yeah, that was that that era of me growing up, and that's where I'd, where I'd find the, the the weekly stuff. But, you know, I, n- I never had the hindsight, like, like you over here and break someone's lawn to get money. I was looking through the couches for, like, che- well, you know, you, it was a little cheaper. If you found, like, 75 cents, maybe you were good to go, yeah? Yeah. So it, it, that's how I got... Oh, just my, my, just my own, my own yard and my, you know. My, <laughs> <laughs> my, dad, my dad would never pay me, man. <laughs> you say, that's you. Your payment is go eat dinner. That's, but no, I mean, I had, so I had to search. I had to look. And, and granted, you know, my dad would carry loose change in his pockets. I knew that. So as soon as he went to bed, I'd come out in the night like a fucking, like a gremlin just sneaking around and looking for stuff. And sure enough, changing in the, in the house. I remember my my brother, the same thing. My dad had like this uh, this ashtray with all like change <laughs> inside them. And when, yeah. when Marvel Marvel um, the Marvel cards, the first series, yes, that's what got me into Marvel comics. Right. But my brother was my 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 brother is one year younger than me. He's trying to call me on the phone right now. But anyway, <laughs> he would, every morning he would be digging in my dad's ashtray, digging out all the cords because <laughs> buying all these Marvel cards. 
Unreal. Buying all these Marvel cards, and I was like, I was trying to hold off, like trying to be hardcore and like eight grand. I'm like, no, I'm not gonna read this stupid. This is because <laughs> I was reading the Kung Fu comics, which is yes. I guess it's not for kids in my stupid brain back then, but. Huh? But anyways, the, so, so, so these cars start cycling around and that's what got me into the comics. I was like, oh my God, I fell in. I, fell in. I started reading all of these cards and I said, this character is this person, this character, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that got me into all of that, yeah. <laughs> I think it's just fascinating, like, I can just imagine our dads going, hey, where's my change? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My dad would never notice. Never oh, notice. Because he would just drop. He would just yeah. drop his loose change and see, so he was just dropping the change. I swear I had more than this. <laughs> you know, his, that was his cigarette money. He would just drop his, his <laughs> yeah, yeah. My brother would be just grabbing all the quarters out of that and just nickels, dimes, and pennies. And hey, we, do, we do what we could back then to survive <laughs> to get that thing. I'm telling you. But I bet you, man, if they know it's like a dollar missing, five dollar missing. <laughs> then like, like, wait a second. Now that's my lunch. Like, that's my lunch plate right there. What, what happened to that? Yeah. Well, it's five dollars in quarters. They're like, ah, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> All right. So, Chris, I'm going to ask you this question. Mm-hmm. How did your How did you start the journey to work in comics? Holy moly! That journey was it was long. It was a long time coming. Um, when I was 17, I think, uh, I, you know, constantly drawing, writing stories and stuff like that. 18, I was like, yeah, oh, I'm so ready. I, you know, I'm, I'm making this, these, all these characters, I'm, you know, just makeup kind, just whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, and then I'm thinking, okay, Marvel, DC, get a, get like a million dollar home. I'm going to totally break into comics. And then you got like the, like DJ was saying, like the Jim Lee's, the McFarlane's coming out. And then I look at my and there's a mom like, oh man, I'm never gonna be able to do this, right? So I kind of just uh, threw the dream in, in, in the in the closet. It only resurfaced because after like, um, I think I did like, maybe like about 15 years into my career, maybe almost 20, around that time, I, I decided, you know what, I, I'm getting kind of like stagnant, I, I'm missing kind of more like a joy in my life. What was that joy? And I said, you know what, what that joy was in my life was comic books. And I said, you know what? I've always wanted to make one. So you know what? If I don't do it now, it's never going to happen. So you better get to it. And it took me a good, probably from that point, year and a half to, to figure out how. it was. I had no idea. I was in uncharted territory, swimming, trying to figure things out. But I, I think DJ knows this. DJ was doing it before me. And I would ask him questions. I said, hey, just, you know, just, and he was really, really uh, gracious with his time. And I know I try not to be too uh, mental with the questions and overboard and be careful because, you know, after a while, yes, okay, that's enough, bro, really. But um, he was really good at that time. I don't think DJ even remembers that, but that's what happened back in that day. Just um, just following the lead that he did and the ways that he did. And um, there was other artists too that were there to, you know, answer those, those questions. So it was a journey for sure. Uh-huh. Um, and, and it took, yeah, and like I said, 2014 is when I did my first Kickstarter via, uh, uh, via that, uh, that, uh, platform. And then we, yeah, we did Amakua Guardians of Hawaii number one for that one. And then for me, that was like, oh yeah, uh, bucket list kick. I never thought, okay, keep going. That wasn't yeah. my point. That wasn't my point. It was just to have a bucket list check, boom, pop. Yeah. And that can get out of my life. But I'm thinking, you know, that was so fun. I had so much joy doing it. You know, I better keep at it and just, you know, and keep going. Awesome. We're going to circle around back to that in a 
in a couple minutes, DJ, I'm going to ask you, how did you get started in comics? So um, I was a kid that was always drawing from kindergarten all the way to high school. I, you know, I was just always drawing. I wouldn't even do my work. I would just, I would just be drawing. I would always get in trouble for drawing. Uh -huh. I wasn't doing my homework. My, my, when my mom would ground me, she would, she would say, you cannot draw. <laughs> you cannot draw. Yeah. And so, uh, but then, so when I, when I was uh, looking for college after, after uh, graduation, I was asking everybody, you know, how, you get, how do you get into comics? Yeah. And they said, at the time, they said, if you want to get into comics, you got to move to New York City. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, being from Hawaii, is like, that's like telling me to go, you know, move to space. I don't know. Like, wh like who do I know? Like, wh how am I going to, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, want to go sleep on the streets? Like, you know what I mean? Like, and so I, I just, I stopped. I, I just, I said, okay, forget it. That's, this is done. I got to become an adult now. And then I, I never looked back. I, you know, I got, I, I went out and did regular work. I worked plumbing and you know all of this kind of stuff and then what happened was when i was 25 i got into an accident i got into an accident i broke my back so i broke my spine in three places and then so i was i was you know i was in recovery for like one year yeah but in that time in recovery you know i was playing video games or whatever but my mom was like yeah son here's your sketchbook from high school draw like you know do something draw and so I opened up my sketchbook and going through all of that, and all of that came back. And it's like, you know, I kind of get a new lease on life now, right? Yeah. right? So it's like, you know, and I was like, you know, I gotta, I gotta take this time now and I gotta pivot my life because, you know, and I try, oh, this was the hard part. So after that was the hard part of that. So I, I got, you know, so I got better, my back healed. And then, but now I wanted to, you know, I wanted to do comics. And so, there's there was nothing i mean thank god for the internet because the internet is what got me on you know what i mean so i found like digital webbing you know what i mean and and that was the site that everybody was was on they would sculpt talent over there you could go over there submit submit drawings over there and people would tell you this that that and how helpful to just work on your craft you know what i mean and so i did that and from digital webbing that's why that's where um uh island tales found me so that's where i got work from island tales and then that's where I started, you know, I started doing small projects that never got published, never got, you know, never went anywhere. But I was, I at least had the, um, the experience, you know what I mean? That, that, that gave me the experience and I, I could cut my teeth and, and um, you know, just work on all of these little projects. And do, even though it, you know, it never, it never got published. It, uh, I was learning, you know, I was learning the craft and, and then I would just you know post the pages kind of like how you do on facebook but was in the forums at digital webbing and there was a whole bunch of different like pencil jack and i forget where else the image com comic boards and I, so i would just go that that route and you know i just you know it was it was hard <laughs> it was really hard you know what i mean so i was like but i i was just determined to just do them so i'll do that and work and you know i was uh i would and when my kids are small, that was the hardest time because, you know, you got to be daddy and my wife need time and I got to work. And so finding the time for balance, all of that was real, was real hard. was real challenging, but you know, I just struggled it out and all, you know, commitments. And all, so I just juggled all of these things and I, I just never did stop. And, you know, and so, um, but from the uh, Island Tales, that one kind of, well, it's a slow burn, you know what I mean? All, all of it is all slow, slow burn, you know? 
And so um, that, you know, that led to the next project. And then Chris started, you know, I, I think I worked the most with Chris. So besides Island Tales, Chris is the guy that like gives me the most work, you know what I mean? And Chris and the guy Steven Sproul, who is the owner of Island Tales, mm-hmm. between those two, they, they'll 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 give and it's not it, you know, it's not constant. It's so I'm, that's why I'm doing the you know, but like Chris said, in 2014 the convention started up in Hawaii, and that's what really kicked it, like that's what really kicked the whole thing in gear yes. where you could actually do them because you had and I was working from 2003, you know, and there was no, there was nothing. There was nothing. Nothing, nothing existed. Nothing, yeah, nothing. And then, so, so I worked for, what, 2000. And I remember, because we were talking about Sam earlier. Sam, he had a Kickstarter for his Dragonfly project. And so I started realizing, boy, this guy is from Hawaii. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I met Sam. And so Sam was invited to go to the first Hawaii con. And I was emailing those guys. Hey, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a creator from Hawaii. Yeah. You gotta have me in your your show. Nothing. Crickets. They wouldn't even respond to me. Sam, I didn't even know Sam personally. Sam, he just messaged me on Facebook Messenger and said, "Hey, I have an extra ticket if you want to come." Mm-hmm. So I said, "Okay." Then this was way ahead of time. So when the time came, I I, I messaged him back and said, "Hey, you still good for that ticket? I could drive across the island and go." And he said, "Yeah, come." And then I met Sam over there at 2014 Hawaii, Hawaii Con. I wasn't even on vendor or anything. Mm-hmm. And I met Sam and I met Todd Bernardi and mm-hmm. uh, we just kicked it off from there. And then the next year at that con, so at, at Hawaii Con 2014, we found out that amazing, mm-hmm. the amazing guys were coming over here because they had the amazing Las Vegas and uh, yes. amazing uh, Arizona. And all. so we found out Jimmy J that was, was coming to Oahu. Mm-hmm. And that really like just, like boom that was like a, that was i think that was the peak yeah, yeah that was in the peak because that was the year had stan remember stan lee those stan aisles, was were, first year, those yep. aisles were filled dude yeah 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 yep, yep. that was still the best con that i had ever uh, like, yeah, for me numbers too. wise you know what i mean yeah. like sure but yeah so yeah and it's it, you know it's a, it's a struggle it's it's yeah. I mean, it, but you gotta have the i call it the sickness you know what i mean if you get the sickness you're not gonna stop DJ, I guess I have to say what's really incredible about your story was like you were telling me like, you know, you was drawing and you're drawing when you're a kid and then your mom would ground you. She said, no, you cannot draw. And then, yeah. and then, and I'm sorry. And it's unfortunate that you got into that bad accident. Oh my God. Yeah. But that was the, the best thing that happened to me, honestly. <laughs> but, the, but the amazing thing, but the, but the amazing thing was, your mom goes, here's your sketchbook. Yeah. Isn't that something? It's, yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's, yeah. I think the parents realize what their, what their kids' passions and love and joy is, and they want that for their kids. And it takes a little bit older and wiser uh, as a parent to understand that. Same thing with my dad, too. Like, the, the guy that I used to have to hide stuff as contraband, yeah. dig my comics underneath the house in, in the ground, Oh God. He like just like DJ's mom, they, they actually love you. They want they want you to be happy. Right, right. And and yeah, he's he's my dad's like my biggest supporter too. Like I know DJ's mom is. So it, it's 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 funny like how sometimes as you get older and wiser, you understand what's more what's important. Yeah, what's truly important is yeah. that love. So to that point, and I I know I jump in ahead, but uh in the questions you said 
you know, you mentioned like this, this project is special. Yes. And for me, this project is special is because while I was working on this project, something happened to my mom. You know what I mean? So my, like, I almost, we almost, I almost lost my mom this year. Like, you know what I mean? Thank God I, I never lose her. She's doing okay, but she's still, uh, they, they, she was almost diagnosed with ALS. If you guys know what ALS is, it's uh, Lou Gehrig's disease. It just slowly deteriorates your body. And so up until like a couple of weeks ago, we, we, we were in the mindset that she was just going to just, you know, just decay all the way and, and just die. You yeah. know what I mean? Until finally we got the news that it's, it's not ALS. You know what I mean? So we was going through all of this. And my dad and I had to take care of my, they, my parents getting old. You know what I mean? So on top of this, COVID hit and both my parents got COVID. They both ended up in the hospital at the time when all of the, you know, all of the bad stuff was going on. And so all of these bad stuff was going on while I was working on the, on the project. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then the project itself is, is, is heavy enough because it's coming out. And there's a lot of uh, people in the Hawaiian community that this, that this is very precious to them. You know what I mean? So, you know, it's, uh, so, so, so having to just deal with all of this at the same time was, you know, but we, you know, we, we got through it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I finished, I mean, and Chris knows he kept, ha- he kept having to extend the deadline because I was just dealing with so much stuff. Yeah. I mean, and, right, uh, rightfully so. I'm, you know, and yeah, that, that's so unfortunate, but I think I'm, I'm, I'm so happy to hear those, that news DJ, that mom doesn't have that. And yeah. And if anything, I think it's definitely a tribute to her that, you, you're doing something like this so big and I know she's very proud of you, brother. So that's, that's just yeah. good to hear. I, I makes me feel was, So she's in like a, a, a nursing facility right now to take care of her, but we was inside a nursing facility and then my mom, she got to watch the news. And when we saw the news, we saw you on the news, you know what I mean? So, so oh, that's weird. Um, that's what oh, I didn't know that. That's what yeah. 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 Okay. So, you know, so, so she, she, we turn on the news and she, I said, mom, that's the project that I'm working on right now, <laughs> you know. And so she's all happy, you know what I mean? And so if you know. She's proud of you, DJ. She loves you too. And I'm, I'm yeah. happy that she gets to see that, man. That's, that's amazing. That's great. That's really yeah. great. And then for our listeners, you know, um, what DJ was referring to, you know, um, this past week on the two, lo- there's two local stations that carried um, a new segment of um, Chris's interview about, um, the um, the uh, Mana Legends number one Kamehameha, um, his Kickstarter. So they were talking about that. So that was what um, DJ was referring to. But, but DJ, that's so cool that when you guys just turned on the news for her and <laughs> it was, Mom, this is what I'm working on. You know, <laughs> you know. Yeah, that's a moment right there. Forget it. Uh, that's that's that's. Fate stepping in and showing your mom and giving that boost, DJ. Honestly, that's how I see it. That, that's, yeah, a, that's, yeah. a great, that's a great it was, thing. It was like perfect timing too, because like yeah. everything was like, she, she was, she wasn't in a good place. Like she, we, we, we thought we was going to lose her. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Our body started to just shrivel up and then we still sure. got to figure out what is actually wrong with her. But when we found out it wasn't that, it kind of, it kind of swinged upward. Yeah. You know? yeah. So, yeah. so from, from thinking we was gonna lose her, and then thinking, I thinking about my dad. You know, I think I gotta take care of my dad now. You know, because my mom and my dad is one unit. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. you know, so you know, but she's in the she's, so she's in a nursing home. My dad goes to visit her every day, and I go 
as much as I can. Not every day, probably every other day I go and visit my mom, you know what I mean? But but yeah, um, yeah, just yeah, this this project was just and before that there was so much other other challenges, you know, COVID and like, you know, just um just going through a lot of personal personal I don't want to get into all of that, but just a lot of personal trials and tribulations and all of that just happening so when I look at these pages, I'm remembering what I what was going on while I was working on these pages because I'm trying to work on these pages, trying to get all the, you know, trying to get all the study, the, the references and all yeah. of these, and all of these things is happening to me at the same time. You know what I mean? And yeah. so, yeah, that's the struggle. Yeah, yeah that, that yeah. is. Yeah, it is. So DJ, I'm going to mention, and I, and Chris, I know for you, it's, um, it's also nice too, but I think what's so cool DJ that it's, it's not like, you know, because like the Kickstarter, it's like, you need to, Go up to your family and go, look, this is my comic. Right, right. And then they kind of go, okay, hey, nice. But if but if it's like on the news, mm-hmm. it kind of yeah. shows like, hey, yeah. you, know, you guys kind of made it. You know, you made yeah. it. You know, this is something that's, that people really know that's, that's being shared to everybody, not only on in the state of Hawaii. Yeah. I think I think that's what added a, a lot of pressure because me and DJ understood that from the, the beginning when I pitched this to him that uh you know us being part hawaiian and 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 realizing like he said people take it like that's that's personal to them that's that's right. like it precious these kind of factors weigh down on you too and you you want to present it in a respectful and a humble way yeah. and, and at the same time you're crafting a, a comic book it's we're not trying to do a documentary we're doing a comic yeah. book to get that hook into that reader to to keep them going and excited and possibly, hey, you know what? If they can get excited and continue their journey as far as learning more mm-hmm. about, you know, Kamehameha, Hawaiian history, go get yeah. excited about that. Comics for us was so important growing up. We knew that uh, it would be a great tool set to hook somebody in and to present that in a way that they could understand and get excited and want to learn. Yeah, that that was key for us, and that I think that was part of the drive to keep us going. Say so we can do it. We, you know, this can happen. Yeah. Um, sorry guys, I'm going to move on to the next question because, um, Chris and DJ just talk, you know, just listening to you guys, you know, um, um, actually I'm going to DJ, I'm going to start with you because you guys have, sound like you guys have this great friendship. How did you guys meet? How did we meet? I, I stalked you, DJ. You didn't know who I was. I uh, I came at you uh, via like um, in your, your your DMs, brother. That's oh how, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, how, right. yeah, yeah, that's yeah. how I got oh, you. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yes. But um, I think what DJ we must have met at the Hawaii Con. That's where we finally met. Oh yeah, that's right. That, that's the first face to face. Yeah, mm-hmm. I knew who you was, and I remember yes. when you you know you was getting your first kickstart, and I I, I yeah I backed that Kickstarter. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah. But yeah, um, yeah, that was what 2014 that 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 whole econ like face to face you know what i mean because i i knew who he was before that but you know um and then but once the convention started rolling around then we got to hang out a lot more that's what yeah that's what um i think we missed the most especially like during the past couple years now is that connection with the other uh the community yeah it's Uh and it just you got severed and it just you're all kind of like floating around now um 
uh, I work with DJ and in the past, I just totally respect his artwork, especially the way he uh, presents, uh, you know, my, my stories of like was local culture. Mm -hmm. He always, he always makes it perfect and addresses it. And there's no one, nobody better that can do that, like share, you know, that local flavor, island flavor, mm -hmm. like DJ can. So yeah, I mean, that's, to me, that's, um, he's no better guy and he's a great human being too. And uh, yeah, I, working on him with this project, it, it was, it, it was, yeah, I think we knew it was, it was historic. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Off the cuff question, because you guys said when you guys, you know, you know, when conventions were happening, you know, did you guys, where did you guys hang out in any good um, places like side street in zippies? Well, That's what, another thing. Uh, DJ this guy runs away every time. <laughs> this guy, this guy, <laughs> this guy runs away where, every time. I don't know where DJ gets the energy, but after three days of conventions, my body was done. I oh, was yeah. done. He's like, "Oh, let's go here, let's go there." I'm like, "Man, man, can we just relax?" You know, what I mean? <laughs> hey, my body sore. <laughs> I hang out. I'll hang out with everybody because I'm. This yeah. like vacation for me, right? Yeah. yeah. For me, I gotta work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So every time, every time we gotta hang out, this guy's like, "Oh, I gotta go home." I was like, yeah. I was like, oh. <laughs> I just, I just, hey. came, I just, I just came from Big Island. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm here. This is all my stuff, and you know, got all my stuff across the ocean, and, and you went home to sleep. <laughs> I have love for DJ, but my body couldn't take it, and I worked the next day, like at six thirty. I'm like, nah, that's okay. all right. So DJ, this is what you guys gotta do. The next, the next convent, whenever amazing comes back, or you know, you got, you gotta, you gotta bug Chris because it's only what maybe what. No, I learned a secret. I learned, <laughs> no, I learned a secret. Okay, the secret is when you go to whoever's island, so. So there's so many creators on Oahu. Yes. And so when you go to their island, you, you kind of know who's, who's the guys that going to go out and who's the homebodies. Because the homebodies going to be a homebody at home. But yeah. when, they come to, when they come to different islands, then they, they're in the mode that I'm in, yeah. right, which is vacation mode, which is yeah. let's, let's go do stuff. Let's go, yeah. let's go <laughs> uh, you know, let's go to the restaurant. Let's go wherever, yeah. you know what I mean? Have fun, <laughs> but when you so when you go to Oahu, you find out okay, these are the busybodies. Uh -huh. They're they gonna do that no matter what. They're gonna go and they're gonna find some place for go hang out and all of this stuff. Yeah. But then the homebody's gonna be like, okay, Dukes is I'm I'm going home now. <laughs> I, I finished work. I'm going home. Bye. Like don't bother me till tomorrow. You know what I mean? But when Chris comes to like when Chris came it's for. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, stuff, and then he's all like, "Hey, let's go over here. Let's go." Home. And, oh, you're like, and then you're like, "Nah, it's okay." <laughs> now I get to be the homebody and just go home, buddy. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah, it's different. It's different. That's funny. Man. Yeah, that's true, though. <laughs> so I'm just gonna touch upon this real quick before we get into the Kickstarter. So okay, so um, so Chris, um. Mana Comics was started in 2014. Correct. Um, before we start, um, can you ask just for the listeners, um, what does um, what is the translation for Mana? Mana. So Mana, EJ. You know, all you gotta do is follow Rock because he's saying in every other word now. He uses that term Mana. Now Mana is that inner power. It exists in all you know all 
live things. It's an energy. It's something that it, that was desired from way back from the natives. Yeah, like it's it's that sense of power, and you can you can tap into people's mana. You can share your mana. You know, it's it's everything. It's just and you hear it so much now. Um, like I said, like uh, Rock, uh, Brother Jay, uh, Momoa, he he says it a lot, and and it's a good. I mean, it's a good powerful word, and I I just wanted that word. As far as you know, the comics, it's the sharing, it's the energy, it's that power. I wanted it all in, and and you know, Marvel has Marvel. We got we got mana, yeah. yeah. Um, and then, um, I know you sort of. I'm gonna say you sounded like you. Um, when I was talking to you, your um, when you started your first Kickstarter, was that kind of sort of the origin of the company when you did your first Kickstarter? You know what I actually noticed? I I, I didn't consider using. Uh, mana comics because like i said i i didn't think of it like oh this is going to keep on going yeah. i didn't think like that so it was it was amakua it was that's how you could find me but i noticed like not everybody could say it not everybody could spell it it wasn't it wasn't a, a good i guess google search uh -huh. but it, uh, amakua if you, if the listeners don't know what that was it's my team of uh present day uh island superheroes and and and, and the team itself consists of all the many different uh, races and faces we have on on the island. And 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 if you're if you love Hawaii, if you if you you know you know some stuff about Hawaii, the characters really reflect uh, a lot of uh, the island flavor and diversity that we have here. So I always love team books. I love banter, and that's what uh, I enjoy writing is the back and forth and local people. There is no better and fun just to sit back and listen to them talk story it's hilarious and i wanted to share that in that book so i'm a cool the word itself is very personal too it's something you don't just throw around easily yeah? yeah i i came at that with respect and i do sometimes get questioned why did you use that that's that's a word yeah that um is is important i i just wanted to have something powerful that represent a present day um it it's 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 like a guardian. It's like your personal God. It is something that protects you. It keeps you safe. And I wanted that feeling in there, something good like uh -huh. that. Even though my characters have all different races, a lot of them, not all of them are Hawaiian. Yeah. But um, I just want to, uh, like, if you're from here, if you grew up here, if you love here, you respect the, the culture and the island, then I think that you should be also, you representing Hawaii itself. We're, we're in this together. Yeah. And uh, I think, uh, it's it's very like uh, we're all products of, of uh, the plantation days too. So yes. in my head, that's so important to see all these mixed cultures coming together, working, and they're like, okay, now what do we do? Um, mm -hmm. We got to find a way. And I think uh, that's the book I wanted to write as far as a team book to show, yeah, like my version of maybe Avengers or or uh, Justice League King Titans. I wanted to show what it is if you said, okay, local people are superheroes. Go. Now you know, right? PJ, this question is for you. So um, what comics did you work on for Chris? Um, I did Amakua, I think um, three, four. Four or five, I think so. Mm -hmm. Three, four, five, I did the Phantom Surfer. Mm -hmm. What else did I do? I did... Um, I, that, I think, I mean, you did a ton of artwork for me, regardless of all these different things, but uh, like I said, when it, a few issues though. Like, um, yeah. was it 
Five's, I don't know. I don't know what. No, one five was the one you when you did five. That was like the biggest. That was the biggest one we did to date because you were doing half the book, and then uh, Chris and I were were doing the other half. But um, like I said, my favorites were like DJ's uh, take on you know. I had that Samoan guy, which was uh, Super Size Sole. Right. He, DJ just. I liked his personality and the way he drew him. Mm-hmm. And same with Phantom Surfer. He's that. Um, that mysterious guy in the ocean that you know shows up when you most need him, and 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 uh, DJ just always nailed that character so good. Um, you know, in, in my dreams, I always want solo issues of these each characters, but to build a, a, a you know to build a huge uh, thing, you have mm-hmm. to start brick by brick. Yeah, you cannot just rush them and try to pull mm-hmm. them together. So, um, but those are the ones we we started off together, and and I I just felt they were so good, and you could really see uh, DJ's dynamic and just strong, uh, powerful artwork in each of them. Is that it? it? Feels like I did more for you. You're always doing stuff for me, bro. I'm always hitting you up for just other stuff as well. Yeah. So, but those are the those are the main ones. But this project was, I mean, this one was. Yeah, you know, you know, it's funny. Okay, well, Jay, I don't know. I'll let you lead lead no. on the question. So, no, just go, just go. Okay. We're gonna just jump into just, Mana Comics, uh, Mana Mana Legends number one Kamehameha. Just go for it, guys. Yeah. So you know, it, when it came to project DJ and I, we we have uh, styles. DJ um, uh, needs uh, definitely like for me, like when I write script, I, I, a lot of times I I shortchange. That mean what I mean by short changes. I'm not being very descriptive. I assume like even when I'm in conversations, like I'll start a conversation, and my mother has like, "What are you even talking about here?" You start. <laughs> I don't know what you have no setup. You just start talking, and so a lot of time my script can be like that. So he gave like, me. What are you talking about? He gave, he gave <laughs> me his script. I sent his script back with. Yeah. I, I went over with a red pen, and I just. <laughs> I just went to town. <laughs> he said, what is this? What I, are you trying to describe? Yeah, like, literally one of the pages. There's no description. Yeah, I think oh, I had a couple boom. sound effects. Just boom. <laughs> I was like, what is boom? Like, you know what I mean? Like, what is yeah. th- That's all it is. Just the whole page, just no description. Just boom. I ex- like, you know, it's funny <laughs> because just like how in life, I'm expecting him to understand what that is. Yeah. And to see that I, image in my head. I remember because um, that was the one. But I, that was, I learned. I no, learned. I remember this, this specific instance because it's like, okay, this this page, you bring out this big character, this killer shark character, okay? And blah, blah, blah. Like So get some descriptions. You know, okay, I can work with that. Mm-hmm. And then the next page, I mean, I'm drawing this splash page of this big character. And then the next page says, boom. I was like, what is boom? <laughs> Like you know, what, what is boom? Like you know, yeah. what I mean? literally just boom. That's it. I was that's, like, that's 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 us. Like, wait, that's wait, us learning it? about each other and our relationship, work relationship, <laughs> trying to figure out each other's um uh I guess either pros and cons or whatever. But we was learning each other on that time. But that woke me up when he wrote that uh with the red marker or the red pen. And then I I really got to say, you know what? Shoot, they cannot read what's in my freaking mind. But uh, <laughs> they're not mind readers. Like, oh, I gotta put a little more. And you so, you know, it was characters, like, and you're right, like SS, and like, yeah, so got, like, you know, so hot, and you, all these, 
and yeah. you wouldn't write the actual characters' names and all no, this. No, no. Now no. as an artist, now I gotta stop and I gotta go and yeah. so you know, like I'll write, but when you get all of these things going on and you're trying to figure out what is what is what, and it's like this guy's driving me nuts. <laughs> hey, wait, wait, wait. You, I gotta, but I, I think I, I got a little better towards the end. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so this is, this as long is as I'm learning. Learning. Yeah, this is when we first started working together. <laughs> you know, you know DJ, I, I love I love DJ so much, but I'm glad he, he gave me that wake up call because it showed I did need to put a little more effort. That people can't remember mine. Chris has a tendency, like, too. Um, Chris Loman is another guy that worked on Amakua series with me. I, he kind of just has to guess what's in my mind. He's, but he, he not as like blunt as DJ, but most times like, uh, uh, what do you call Chris will just catch on and run with it, his version. And it normally is right. I'm like, oh, how did he know that? I really didn't put a lot of <laughs> But uh, DJ, uh, definitely, I, I'm very, um, I'm, you know, focused when I'm working with DJ because I know uh, he deserves definitely a, at least some sort of direction. But actually, DJ, for this project, I did give little, more, yeah. a little bit of meats here and there. But however, I, I just, I am happy that you did it your way too. I didn't want to say no. I want this and this and this and this. I knew DJ um, has that passion for what he was doing too. I wanted him to feel it and feel it in the zone and just go. I didn't, I didn't put reins in him and you know the kind that horses get and yank them. Yeah. I said go. I run free. Run yeah. free, and he did. And I thought um, each page got just better and better and better. And towards the end, I just, oh man! Uh, <laughs> I mean, from what was in my head, I mean, a lot of things matched. But even the stuff that matched, it was so much better than what I could have imagined. And I know, as a reader, you sitting there, you're gonna be blown away too. Kind of hard out. You think like when you're comparing like superhero. Uh, you know, action, you know, laser bolts, whatever, robots. Mm -hmm. But this story, I got to be honest with you, um, DJ captured it in such a dynamic way with a lot of these scenes, a lot of emotion inside there. And I well thought of, too, with um, when you're thinking about um, stuff like from the like the past, like you're inserting certain things, you're being mindful, like, okay, uh, did they have this, you know, yeah. back in the day? Did they have that back in the day? Okay, uh, let me add that in there, too. So, um it's there's just so much there's just so much put into it a lot you know like i said a lot of heart a lot of sweat yes and it's not like oh i'll do whatever yeah. and yeah. oh it's just yeah i see constantly like, on his mind that he's trying, yeah, to, do that, him, trying to do him the right way yeah yeah that, that drives me nuts it's like um when um like when you're doing something for a project and then you're working along with different artists and they culturally they just they don't know what is what Mm -hmm. So they'll put in stuff from like Mexico or mm -hmm. Aztec and they just mix them all in and be like, oh, well, it, it looks good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That drives me nuts. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like that drives me nuts. Like when, when you work for Marvel and DC, and, and, and I, I never did work for those guys, but they would say, you know, you cannot have one, you know, World War II gun in the Civil War. You know what I mean? Like you, yeah. your stuff has to be consistent. You know what I mean? And so I'm from that, that, that school of thought where everything should be consistent. Everything should at least come from this one culture. Yes. And then there's time periods and all of that. But still, yeah, yeah like I, I, I would see books and you could tell these are, you know, they were paid for what they did and they, they, they did a good job, but just culturally, they just, 
they just slap whatever they you know oh this looks good yeah. let's let's throw some stuff from Tahiti or whatever like whatever looks good to them because they don't they don't understand that this is actually just Hawaiian or yeah. just New England. I think, I think that's why uh, <laughs> DJ it's we we're we have that advantage where we grew up with it. Right. Like, um, you know, we're, for instance, we wouldn't know if we were to write a story about New York, if we tried to do that, it wouldn't right. work. But yeah. for us, it, it's, you know, the culture, you know, our ethnicity, it's everything that it, that's who we are. And so we realize there's importance to it because a lot of people, they wouldn't realize there's importance to it, you know, if they try to come over here and write yeah. one story up. But we yeah. understand it. So I think that's what you're getting when you get the comic. We made conscious efforts. We, of course, there was, you know, places within the story we had to bend a little bit to right. make, uh, to get that action going, to get something exciting, uh, you know, a look or, or, or you know, uh, whatever imageries we, we chose to do. Um, but in, as a whole, we put, um, and especially DJ, he put so much thought into each, each, each page that I, I just, I can't commend him enough on that. Chris, I'm going to start off with you, and then DJ, I'll ask you the same question. Can you, just for the listeners, you know, what is the story about? And is it a self-containing story in this one issue? Okay, uh, the, I'm going to answer that last part first. You said this is a self-contained story, yes. The story of Kamehameha is just so vast. I mean, it's his accomplish, accomplishments. Not only that, and he failed so much times. So much times he failed, too. But he had determination. He kept going. And I think that part of him is, 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 is a lot of people miss, right? They just say, oh, okay, he's the king of the United Islands. It wasn't just overnight. And, it, it, you know, it, this took time. This took strategic, you know, skills. It's everything. We had to kind of, like, narrow the field of part of his life, which this story is going to be about, of I wanted to focus on his, like, his birth, which is very death-defying it's it, that whole thing that could have been a whole issue honestly because yeah, yeah. just um not only like the, his his journey to just make sure that the king was safe that's the yeah. whole thing I, I wish we could have explored that more but our job you know as you know as yeah. a comic creators we had to focus on certain aspects so i wanted to talk about his 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 youth his his birth what uh lessons he learned from his youth that's going to help him out Later on, when he comes that king, and then we went all the way up to his um, his training as a warrior, yeah, with his with his kumu, and 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 just that solidified him as a person before he stepped into the role as a king. This mm -hmm. is where we're at. We wanted to talk about young Kamehameha's life because we wanted to ground people to understand that foundation where he came from. I think that's mm -hmm. where we wanted, and I think honestly, we we nailed it as far as that's what that's our mission was and, and we did it so we look forward to presenting that part yeah okay. so, yeah dj do you want to add anything else to that yeah uh -huh. um so the story is not it's, it's his origin story uh -huh. so like exactly. so chris was talking about his birth and when you when you like you, we could oh it's such a good story it's, birth, it's just his birth alone so he's you know it's there's a prophecy about the, the king that will unite the land and all of this. So the king at the time, and mind you, Hawaii is not mm -hmm. one nation at the time. Hawaii is broken up into different, you know, different um, kingdoms or, you know, what, what yes. do you call it, you know? So, um, so uh, he's, the reason why Hawaii is called Hawaii is because the big island is called Hawaii. Uh -huh. Yes. 
Kamehameha was from the Big Island. If Kamehameha was from Maui, the whole state would probably be called Maui. You understand? But, it's, but because the king who united all the land is from Hawaii, now the, all the, the islands become the, the, the state of Hawaii, right? So he, uh, you know, his, he, when he was born, the, the chief of this island, Alapai, when he found out that, you know, so he was going to have this baby killed, right? So he was going to have this baby killed. And so from the moment his, his, his mother is giving birth to him, the minute this baby comes out, there's a guard waiting outside to kill the baby. What happens is there's a, and this is, this is the story. This is not our story. This is the, this is the way it happens. Uh -huh. There is a thunderstorm happening outside while she's giving birth. This is crazy. So, th so there's, so she, she gives birth and you know, she hands the baby off to Naiole. And Naiole is a chief in Kohala. Mm -hmm. And he has to now run with this baby in the in the storm, in the rain, on, under this, you know, this cloak and all of that. And and you know, but so just just that, just and this is just his birth, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it plays it really plays out like a motion picture, like yeah, something that, that would be fiction, but it's not. It, it's it's so just it's a powerful thing that. You know, yeah. and it was, it was, it wasn't just like one short thing. It was a whole, it, yeah. it was just an amazing over the top. You would think it's fiction, but it was real. And I, I you know, I wish we could have dived in more than that, but it was, it's, and, and that was the beginning, just the beginning. It's just the beginning. And that, you know, that just reading that story alone is, oh my, so chicken skin. Yeah. If you go Kohala and you see the different places right. that not only, had to get through to yeah, get to, to his uh, yeah, destination. Yeah, yeah. You see that each town is named after because of his his flight, his race to say that. Yeah, you, you feel it. You feel that mana as you're you're going through and like, oh right. wow, they went here and here and here. Uh, people don't know that. But, uh, yeah, so I, I make sure I put that. I, I there's a there's a point where Naoli is running with the baby, baby come out, uh -huh. and baby is wrapped in a cup of cloth. Okay, so um. When he when he's running, he drops the cup of cloth. Uh -huh. When he drops the cup of cloth, he he's he cannot go back because if he goes back, he's he's losing time, right? The cloth stays there. That the the place where that cloth is dropped is where is now the statue is his cup of owl. Mm -hmm. Name mm -hmm. for that cup of cloth that he dropped while he was running with the baby. Uh -huh. So you know what I mean? Just, just all those, yeah, things, all these little things, things, all these little things it, it, within the towns and stuff that something occurred. Now that 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 certain area is named after that, it is it is amazing. I you know, and like I said, I hope that with just that little spark that we send, we we'll send people there and say, "Oh my God, this is what happened." This is nuts. This is absolutely yeah. a great, great, fantastic histor historic tale. But yeah, and then that's just the that's just the beginning of the story. Yeah, because we now, if you can imagine, now you got Kamehameha getting raised up as a young youth, which we cover, yeah, and all the and, and just basically the pressure. Let me tell you the pressure to be told, okay, you're okay. For I gotta raise you as a commoner because you are something important. You are something big. You're gonna do this as a kid. Can you imagine? You're just a kid, and you're thinking, oh my god, that's that's incredibly what a responsibility, and what a responsibility for. You know, uh, not only just to 
to be watching him. Yeah, like, oh my God, this guy's going to be the guy too. I got to be responsible for him. I got to show him and teach him and, and groom him to be a, not just a good king, but a great king. Because mm -hmm. only a great king could do that, unite the islands, right, with all these different, you know, chiefs personalities going on. He got to be the guy. So it's just, it's, it's an incredible just experience when you read the comic book that, okay, this is where he started and that just all the different lessons he learned to become that king that would unite him. Yeah. So we just get like literally one glimpse, just split, split yeah. you yeah. know, just glimpses into, into yeah. that, into yes. like in we, this book. But we, we have to choose kind of wisely. I like yeah. what we felt like, okay, this is a moment that we want to explore right. to show okay, this is, you know, a lesson, or this is an important part. This is an important person. I'm sure mm -hmm. there was many others that were attributed to, but we only could give you that glimpse, but I felt the glimpse was enough to get that, um, yeah. to get you knowing and understanding and maybe possibly taking that, your journey to learn. So Chris, I'm going to ask you, and I'll ask you DJ um, afterwards, because I know you guys did a lot of research. So Chris, on your part, was it easier to find uh, because I'm because I'm sure there's been there's there's a number of books written about King Kamehameha. Was there's actually a, a great number. There's a great number of books. There's um, what I really found really great was uh, Rulers and Chiefs. That that's a really good book. It's a thick account of all the different chiefs and stuff. Um, to get the more personal stories, there are other ones you'd have to research. Um, there were some other people that I knew that said, "Hey." This form is on like a PDF. If you look at it, and and there was just so much information, like pages yeah. and pages. Um, I just I needed uh, I wanted to do it right. I wanted to make sure I I got the right stuff, and then I had to focus on what I was trying to develop and and say in the story. So um, it, that was challenging. Like okay, I really don't want it to sound like a do, you know documentary. I oh, wanted yeah. to did I tell. However, let's get these key points in his life. And um, the the resources that I uh, that I did see, other people um, they wrote like you know paperbacks, and I see a lot of other stories, and then, and it's their version, and they, and and you know they tell their story, and and that's and I think we're doing it in a way too where we didn't just say ah oh, let's just do whatever we did oh, take yeah. that time uh, religious. I mean I I'm gonna put a list of the books, the resources that I have uh, within the comics to acknowledge hey these are some other great learning resources. Mm -hmm. Get your kids reading these too. And that when I do my, um, when we're done with our Kickstarter and we're printing books, I want to put that too, because it's so important, yeah, to, yes. for the, the, the learning part of your life to mm -hmm. get knowing what the story is and to just keep perpetuating it and understanding it and passing it on. And, you know, um, we, me and JJ, we're, we're like, uh, we're, we're not pretending to be like the experts on this. And we did ask people and stuff, I think, in our journey to make this. A lot of people were, you know, maybe they never get back to us or they just refer us to books. But we know, too, like, as soon as we're part of this, it comes out. Then the experts are going to come in droves and say, no, this never happened. But, you know, it, you know granted, we just, we felt uh, the message of what we're trying to do, the, the, um, our intention mm -hmm. is, is, is just pure aloha just to, to, to continue that history to that next gen who are too busy with the with the the phones uh, yeah to, uh, maybe not want to crack open a textbook but hey maybe a yeah. comic will do it yeah i'm gonna get back to that point in a minute because dj i'm gonna i'm gonna ask you the question because i think because i um because on a pre on a youtube podcast 
that I forgot to mention earlier. Um, the um, oh shoot, where is it? The um, was it the um, Moana Nui podcast YouTube? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I watched I watched a little bit about that, but DJ, I think you had the hardest part because. There is no photographs, maybe some paintings, and maybe some descriptions of how Kamehameha looked. How was that was kind of difficult for you? Was that correct? Yeah, because I wanted. I, uh, so two things is like it's it's one is comics and two is um, it's is real. So Kamehameha is a real person. You know what I mean? Yes. So. Besides, there's there's one painting that got you know copied and replicated a lot of him, you know, and but he's an old man already in that painting. Yes. he's already an old man, and you know, so I had to I had to figure out how he's gonna look. You know what I mean? And uh, you know, you're looking at him, it's like oh, he doesn't look any any special when you look at it. But it's I, I really like. I was uh, so I, I I um for him I had to like I saw I started drawing on real people uh -huh. to, to get something in my mind so that I could use that person as, as a model you know what I mean as some sort of model for for the person so and then you know I, the 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 only person I could think like now alive today is uh, my friend Ikeka Marzo so I kind of use him as like one kind of like a model you know in my mind this is who I'm gonna base him after. Reference, yeah. The 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 the, the he doesn't look exactly like Ikaika, but still, yeah. I in my mind he was because Ikaika is kind of he's tall and he's big and you know all of that. But that that's the that's the feeling I wanted to give people. You know what yes. I mean? So, but there was I knew I, there there's not a lot of um, visual visual <laughs> reference for him. So when you when you try, I mean, uh, our Hawaiians were not good at Google. There was no Google. <laughs> so, you know um so a lot of that is just lost and and it's all captured in words you know what i mean yeah. there's so much yeah text and so much books and all of that stuff but how do you draw all of this you know what i mean how do you what what you know what i mean like you can tell you can tell so much with words and and but when it's time for me to draw them, now i'm coming up blank mm -hmm. and usually and today's in this day and age, you, you know, there's a lot of reference for everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's so much reference for everything. You see a million Spider-Man drawings and they're all good. But this yeah. has been drawn yeah. so many times. You know what I mean? But when you're drawing something for the first time and you're creating them and you, you're the first person doing them, you got to make, you know, you, you're competing with all of this, this visually. You're competing yeah. with all of that. You know what I mean? So it's like, and my new... He doesn't have a blue suit. He doesn't have a you know web sling. You know he doesn't have a mat like all the all as a comic book artist. You draw all of these things so that visually you can hook people in, mm -hmm. you know. And so so well, so when when he told me oh yeah we're gonna do Kamehameha, I was like all right that that helmet you know that the mahi ole yeah. that the Hawaiian helmet that's a good visual, and that cape is a good visual. And he was like oh yeah but we're going back to the beginning and he's yes. a baby and he's a kid and this is. All of, that, all of that is gone. So all those visual elements is gone. You know what I mean? So I was like, oh man, so so I gotta recreate the wheel again. Like, you know what I mean? So I just I always gotta <laughs> reinvent this wheel every time, you know what I mean? So, so I had to figure out, you know, just so 
and mind you, there's different versions of him in the story. Yes, yeah. you get to see you get to see the yeah. The so, you get to, so, so each time I had to re, re recreate the wheel. Each, you know what I mean? So there's you know there's a stage when he's like you know six years old, uh-huh. and then he's and then he's uh, like teenager. You know what I mean? And then he's like adult. You know what I mean? So the 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 the, the six year old version. And the teenage version was, you know, I and mind you, there's not a lot of people that can draw kids that well. You know what I mean? Especially when you draw comic, and you draw, you know, superheroes and all of that stuff. Drawing kids is is not it's not fun. It's not easy. But so I I had to I I had another model for that one. That was my nephew. Mm-hmm. My nephew knew he was a big Hawaiian Hawaiian kid. You know what I mean? So I was like, okay, in my mind, this is so I'm drawing my nephew. Uh-huh. so yeah so i just just stuff like that you know what i mean stuff like that and then uh i know i told um we was gonna use haonani haonani trask yeah yeah, yeah. um and um uh, but I, I couldn't like she's not easy to draw yeah. so she ends yeah. up changing a bit you know what i mean so right yeah but yeah so i i, I started using like people as, as 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 models you know just so that i could keep some sort of consistency throughout and there's characters inside there that you know you guys are gonna see them but yeah yeah i mean yeah granted there's 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 almost next to zero visual and the only descriptions you read about when you read it when i was reading those books it's like okay he was a you know broad shoulders that was mentioned choke times and when yeah. i was reading these books and you know a specimen of a, of a man i'm like okay that that's great but a little bit more maybe and then yeah i can understand dj's dilemma in that regard yo yeah, yeah, yeah. And it took away the cape. It took away the <laughs> Yeah. It's like, who is this guy? <laughs> I mean, yeah. It, but the, 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 the young uh, adult, the young adult Kamehameha, just, he's a, I mean, he's a beast. Look, he's a looking, I just love it. It, it looked great. That, like I said, them last few pages, I just was blown away by it. Now, DJ, I'm going to, uh, I'll now ask you this in a minute, Chris. So, um, um like for those time periods you know dj did you also not only just you know um because we're also talking about how you know were there descriptions about how you know the big island looked at that time um what tools that they used were there descriptions of that in your research or anything well the good part about that is chris never wrote those scenes inside (laughs) i live on a big island you know what i mean so i live on a big island and the thing about the Big Island is, 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 is you can see the island. You know, yes, it's, it's right covered, there. <laughs> it's not covered with buildings. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like downtown Oahu. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you can't. Yeah. It's, 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 it's there for. And like, Chris, you got the right guy because I live here. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. So I'm, not, I'm also the cow of a church in Waimea, mm-hmm. and so you know when I, I'm, I'm there on the weekends. You know what I mean? So. So when I'm there, I can see the whole island. You know what I mean? I can see the other half of the island that I cannot see. You know what I mean? So, so all of this stuff is just in my brain. You know what I mean? But there's a lot. And the thing about Big Island is a lot of big open wide spaces. You know what I mean? Yes, yes. You don't have to worry about buildings and stuff. Yeah, like that. Exactly. It's not open space. To yes, do exactly. So that was yes. that was the good part for me. You know yeah. what I mean? But like. Yeah. But like you know, on Hawaiian Village, what does that look like? You know what I mean. Yes, like what, yeah. there, there's there's visuals for that. You know what I mean. And but still, yet like you know, like what is what is this? Like what is it for? You know, all of that stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. 
And then when it come down to it, because we're trying to get not split hairs, but it's like, okay, was he in Koala? Was he in Kona? Was he in Kaiba? Yeah, timeline it, stuff. It, 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 the complications of timeline, it was. Yeah, you know what I mean? So it's like, ah, he just, he can be either or. Like, you know what I mean? He yeah. can be whichever, like, you know, wherever. It can be. So I drew him in one way where you can seem ambiguous. Like, it can seem like you can put him anywhere. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It would fit. Yeah. 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 Yeah, but like if he was, if it was in Hilo, it would be easy because I could just I could go over there and just take pictures. But I never know where it was, so I had to draw him in. in okay, he could be here or here yeah. or here. Or here. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's you know, not a lot of like my brain that is, is unanswered questions. But yeah, I got, now I gotta provide one answer that that I don't have an answer for. You know exactly, because I mean? those timelines are 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 you know they're they're not a hundred percent right. That you know, sometimes you're reading like, oh, okay. So, but luckily, like DJ saying, the landscape is such where, yeah, it can be anywhere. It, we're not going to say this is where it happened. Yeah. We're not going to say that. Yeah, that's that's, that's, that's the, way too much commitment. You know what I mean? Yeah. If so, I knew that, if I knew exactly what it is I'm drawing, then would be. Yes. For me, it would be good because then I can actually focus. Okay, this is my reference. I can use this, yes. and people who live there or people who have been there. Yep. You're gonna you're gonna know exactly because I'm drawing from that reference and I'm yes. putting all of that that yes. information on the page and I, I just never had that so I had to make them and that's the hardest part is keeping things uh, ambiguous in that way so yes. ambiguous or there but I like not like I'm telling you you gonna let me draw one of these issues of Amakua and I gonna put every background inside that where yeah. people can know okay you see on Nimitz Highway and all all of that stuff would just kill in yeah. <laughs> People who visit, I mean, that would that would just, and that's all backgrounds. You know what I mean? Yes. But I would just yes. jam all of that stuff. Driving, <laughs> driving out of the the, the 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 airport, and you see that big, you know, that big building with the way along. I would yeah, put all of that in. You would, fight, and you would yeah. see all of that. Like yeah. you know what I mean? Like this. Yes. Uh, my new is uh, sorry, sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, that's the hardest mind coming out. Yeah. So, the script for um, Kamehameha. Um, I'm I'm just so. Did you did you include in the script like, like hey, this is where Kamehameha used you know, or this is the village area. Did you like um, describe to DJ like this is kind of the tools I think they used at that time or the weapons? Honestly, um, you know, I I would like show little visual references of what I, but you know, a lot of the stuff. Um, the only like gateways to our past, as far as digitally, is the our the those respected local artists like Herb Kane. Um, he has some great art as far as you know depicting what it was back in the day. Mm -hmm. um, I know Brooke Parker steps up and he he took you know filling the void for showing these references. So a lot of the tools, a lot of the weaponry, it's 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 out there in those forms. And I think um, like you know I would try to say suggest hey this. This whole villa scene is great. I mean, look it over. I think some of the aspects there that they're using would be a great thing to insert. Um, but you know, because how else are you going to describe? You know what I mean? It's, um, but it's, you know, those those. I mean, like I, I'm just thinking of what DJ drew. drew. I, I, I just, I, I love that. It. it just, yeah, he made it personable and relatable to to what it would look like. And I just like, man, that's that's crazy. Because for me, like. I don't think about certain details. I would say, okay, you know, they're they're <laughs> like this one, DJ. And I always bring this one up because I talked about it last time. But 
um, I would say, okay, so now they're gathered around like a bonfire in a grass hut. I'm not thinking that maybe that that's not possible. And, and he's like, wait a second, I don't think it was like that. I was like, really? And so, you know, there was discussions that came like that. And did you go, yeah, and then they, they, you know, they use like a cookie nuts, stack them up, put the thing inside, light them like candles and let them run, right? I was like, oh. And then I would look at research. So it was learning for me too. I, I love that part. I say, like, oh, that's what they did. Because there was this uncle showing it on YouTube, uh, like how he does it. And I was like, oh. Okay, so yeah, it, 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 you know, there was, there was thought and there was, there was effort to, to, to portray those things. And as difficult as not having a lot of the references from the past, we were able to also a lot, um, you know, to look towards the, the, the ones who came before us, the artists like Herb Connick, uh, Brooke Parker, them, they, they continue to show that window to people to say, oh, that's how it was. We came from, from this, we came from this, yeah. And so I think that's, it's a good way that we're doing it too. It's like, hey, this is where we come from. Be proud of it. Yeah, this is, this is our history. Yeah, and Herb Connick, like, I, like, there's this one book, oh, that's the book he was asking me for anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Book that I, that I, I still use them and I use I get them around here someplace. But anyways, that book is like, I got, I constantly reference that one book. Uh-huh. If I can find them, I'll show you guys. I'll, I'll send you the picture anyways. Anyways, it's that, that red book, that, that Hawaiian book. But Herb Connie is uh, like, you know, and, and Brooke said this in the last podcast, of one new podcast. He said, if you want to know how it's, um, if it's how it worked, you, you got to recreate them. You got to rebuild them. And I find that to be true. Mm-hmm. Because you know the Hawaiians were limited in what they had. Yes, the Hawaiian islands are volcanic, so there's no metal inside the island. So everything was from the the trees, the, the you know the plants around there. So the, you know a lot of stuff is tied. You know, uh, you know every it, it's so much labor just to get so much. You know what whatever things you need is 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 a lot of labor involved. You know what I mean? So when you think about that you know there's no screws going through anything there's no nails they don't have no you know i mean all of those things everything is tied and all of these things and you you know like i'm i'm grateful because i i did a lot of uh i did so many stories like this where it's like it's already in my brain i drew i already drew a lot of this stuff Mm -hmm. from before you know so i was was able to just okay let's just do them like this you know what i mean because i did them before Mm -hmm. but um for me was about capturing the like the emotional beats you know what i mean mm-hmm. the emotional beats and but uh, but keep all of that stuff in the background and, and and have that stuff so that people it's um what's it called like tangible things that people have, have held on or touched before and if you have that in the background or you know and they're, they're interacting with those things but and you keep the emotional the, those you hit your mark as an artist you got to hit the mark if you hit the mark everything else is gravy. You know what I mean? But if you take consideration for all the things that goes onto the page, that's, that's the one that's going to sit, sit your book up higher. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. yeah. That's, definitely, that's good. DJ, I'm going to ask you this, <clears throat> excuse me, because um, I know there's varying covers. There's also um, other members of the creative team. I'm going to ask you, do you want to give any shout outs to anybody? I would like to shout out Stephen Kakayo because Stephen Kakayo was, he was, oh man, like there was days where I would just, I would just blank. I was just blank. I had nothing. I had like, I would, you know, search and search. And, and until I found, I found Stephen and I actually like started messaging him on Instagram. And then we would go back and forth and back. And that was so like, so great for me because he's, 
So Stephen is he's he's Hawaiian, but he moved to San Francisco when he was young, mm-hmm. and he graduated. He went to art school over there, and then, but he came back in as an as an adult. Mm-hmm. And so because there's that divide, he was so hungry to go learn about all you know his his culture and our our history and our roots. And but as an artist, he you know as an artist we have details matter to us. You know what I mean? Things that you think are not important are very important to us. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So he, he like, so there was so much little detailed things that I would ask him and he, and he would light up and he would, oh God, I, I love this stuff. I can talk about this stuff all day. And we would go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And that was such a, um, such a blessing for me because like when I would, when I would, when I would draw blank and I drew a lot of blanks, that's why this project took so long. <laughs> there was some, sometimes when I was like, oh man, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? But, but a lot of those times I would, I would, I would, I would message Steven and Steven would be like, Oh, this would happen. This, and he, and he would bring out all of these, you know, all of this information. He was just a wealth of information. Mm-hmm. And even Brooke, Brooke, uh, Brooke Parker. Mm-hmm. I, I, I had no idea how I was going to do, um, Kekuhau Pio. Mm-hmm. So Kekuhau Pio is, uh, Kamehameha's teacher. He's, he's, okay. he's warrior teacher. So he's trainer. He's the one who teaches him how to fight. Yeah. So I, I, and I, this, in, in the Hawaiian uh, folklore and all of that, the legends, he's, he's a legendary character. So I, I, I knew my version of him had to be one, my own, but two had to be iconic in some way. You know what I mean? And in, 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 in all my Hawaiian stuff, I like to make sure they look Hawaiian. Yes. Uh-huh. I like to make sure that they look like Hawaiian people. They're not just, I'm not just drawing you know, Captain America, and you just color them brown. No, I drawing people with big nostrils and big shoulders. You know what I mean? If they're heavy, they're heavy. You know what I mean? If they're, you know, masculine-looking females, they're still females. You know what I mean? Like whatever. Like I, I wanted to because you know, I just art. And it's not about representation. It's about artistic integrity. That's my key. Not like you want to represent, go represent. But I want to do something that is artistically um you know accurate, accurate. Yep. yeah so um but so i knew keku how I, I so i i spoke to i spoke to brooke mm-hmm. brooke gave me two sentences he had big hands and big feet and and wide shoulders and he was built like a fire hydrant oh, so man. i said fire hydrant okay <laughs> that gives you something visually. He's uh-huh. like a fire hydrant. So, I'm, so I literally I drew a fire hydrant, uh-huh. and then I filled in I filled in this guy, and then I did so many different sketches of how his face, you know. So, and then I went to Stephen and I said, Stephen, I trying to trying to come up with um Kekuhau Pio, and actually Steve Stephen's Stephen's version of Kekuhau Pio is so awesome, and it's different from mine. You know what I mean? Because Chris was going for. The, the stern warrior, but the, the, the image I got from, from, uh, from Steven is that actually he's a, he's, he's very Zen. He's very calm. He's, but when he gets angry, that's when the fire comes out. You don't want to mess with him when he's angry. You know what yeah. I mean? I was like, okay, so I got to figure out how to put these, these, what Chris wants and what, what Steven, t- and I know, and, and Steven actually had pictures that he painted of Kekuo Alpio. So that kind of, but so that kind of, but I already had my version. You yes. know what I mean? 
But he said, oh, he has a, um, you know, a beard that goes around and no mustache. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I was like, okay, I'll take that. So I, I, I just put that on. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so, like, I'm thinking long term. So I'm thinking as an artist, I'm thinking, okay, if I'm going to create this character now, I'm creating the template now. And I go, every time Chris called me out for doing one of these, this is how they're going to look from now on. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Now I I don't gotta go back and reinvent the wheel again. Mm -hmm. Just go back to this, and this is how I can I can portray them from here on out because there is a lot a lot of stories about these characters. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, uh, he's that guy's legend too. I mean, I would love to do just a series with him. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it just it's it's there. You know, people don't know it. They don't they don't have any references to that. Yeah, so. They, I think it's exciting to bring it to their attention, get that conversation, get people excited about mm -hmm. it and learning this learning because otherwise it just gets lost. I mean, there's yeah. some great uh, uh, stories and references that I was going through that talks about. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just like, man, this guy's freaking incredible. He's like, oh, uh, he was like the way he moved in battle, they would discuss and they're like, yeah. you could throw like four spears, 400, he'll dodge them all. He yeah. was like, uh, I love that. I love that. He was <laughs> agile, but he was agile. It's like, it's like, uh, and I yes! love the like, like rainwater came down, he just dodging them, just dodging. The, the, just like, a like backwater to me, swimming. Yes, like, nothing. It's nothing. Spears. Yeah. Like, oh, that is crazy. Like, because, but that was the, you know, because then you see like, um, like some of the old art from back in the day where it shows yeah. Kamehameha grabbing all the spears. Well, where, where did he get, how did he do that? Well, he had to have a kumu that could teach him like, that, right? Yeah. And if that and that's the guy, the, the most one of the most fiercest, um, you know, awesome warrior that they had back in the day was uh, was uh, Pio. And it's like, wow, man, this that guy's a story on its own. And I, I hope one day to explore, or someone should, because that, that's such a good thing. Yeah, and I also like um, when I was talking to Steven, he said, make sure you show the height difference when you put them together. Oh, that was a good scene. Make sure Kamehameha is on power. And Kekuhau Pio is, I was like, oh, that's great. You know yes. what I mean? So but, I was like, oh, okay, okay. So, and then, know. yeah, when you did that page, uh, oh, that's one that kicked me really, really good because yeah. you can see the difference. But, hey, Kekuhau Pio, he's no pushover. You can see, yeah, yeah. like, he's still like that. And even though that boy's a monster, he, he's not scared. He's like, okay, let's do this. Yeah. Right? So it was so, that was a cool one. You'll see it. You'll see it when we, get, when we do have it. So Chris, I'm going to ask you: Is there any shout? You know, because there are a lot of people helping you, helping on this book. Do you want to give yes. a shout out to anyone else on the creative team? Yes, I uh, I do want to acknowledge uh, Brother Stephen and Brother Brooke. Those guys were gracious enough to um, when I uh, I was a little scared because these guys are, are professionals in their own right. They do local, local art. Um, here we are, comic book creators. I, I you know I approached uh, uh, Brooke first and I asked him, Hey, you know, would you be interested in doing? Cause he's the guy that makes those masterpieces paintings in hotels and yes. whatever. I'm like, man, will I, ah, let me just take a freaking swing and try. And so I did. And he goes, you know what? I, I would love to be a part of this. You may not know this, but uh, comics were uh, something that I grew up with loving, uh, especially like Conan the Barbarian. Oh I was like, what? That is nuts. I had no idea. Like someone, your caliber would actually be like, that was uh, something that was, uh, you know, that's a fond memory for you. So um, he did his, uh, he did a variant cover, very uh, Conan style coloring and everything like shows a vicious warrior part of uh, Kamehameha. And then I turned, um, and then DJ pitched uh, Steven to me. I'm like, I knew Steven Bazaar. I, I mean, he's like 
when you try to look him online, there's hardly any photos of him. It's just you see all this fantastic art. Uh, I reached out to him, and he was more than gracious enough to say, yeah, I'll do one too. His version of the variant cover is more like one uh, young teenager Kamehameha, headshot kind. Um, and you'll see that one as well. But um, he, I, he was made a little darker because he shared me a story one oh, time that, yeah. that, that Kamehameha was teased as a kid growing up because he was darker than the, uh, the other Ali'i and stuff. And so he was like, he, cause you know, he had to work. He had to pretend to be that commoner too. At that yeah. one point, uh, he was in this exposed to the sun a lot. So you can imagine this dark, dark, mm-hmm. dark Kanaka over here, um, getting teased. I was like, wow, this guy got teased. This guy's a monster. How, how can you imagine that? But he did. I'm sure he felt that like, wow, this, this freaking guy, he's bullying me or, you know, maybe like down the road, I'm going to take care of him. But no, it, it was just a fascinating thing. So I kept that image. It was colored and he was darker in it. And I, every time I see his, uh, Stevens cover. I think of that story, like of how it was bullied because of that. Um, also, um, what was interesting um, back in when I first started the the whole uh, project, uh, Kamehameha Schools reached out to me, nice. and they asked, uh, uh, "Would I be willing to take on some interns?" And that kind of solidified my say. You know, this is meant to be. That was a sign for me to say, "Keep going with the project." Uh, I, I was uh, tasked to watch over. Um, one of their young um, students who, uh, her name is Mokihana. She is an artist and a, a writer and she was just interested in, in, in it. It's like, you know, so I would put her through some lessons and, uh, you know, she would do work for me, uh, doing some ads and stuff. And towards the end, I was like, you know, this this girl is, is just phenomenal. She's working hard, determined. I'm gonna not tell her, but I'm gonna have her do a variant cover. So our last assignment, our last assignment was, um, was to draw Kamehameha. Uh-huh. And then I took a look at her. I said, oh, I said, by the way, I said, by the way, uh, you cannot see her because yeah. now it's visible. But by the way, your cover going to be one variant cover in the, and when we do uh, launch the project, she was just excited. She was thrilled about, about me. And, you know, I had that opportunity to work with her. I had the opportunity too, uh, when I pitched to them, it's like, do you have anybody who would be interested to, to translate this into uh, Olala, Hawaii? Next up came Chloe, Chloe uh, Silva. She was like, yeah, I'll, I'll take that task. And that must not have been easy. And granted, you know how DJ was saying how I write scripts. So she <laughs> was able to formulate from what I was trying to say into the whatever mood, either drama or humor, to cho- uh, select those words to make that happen. And, um, and I think it was like in the beginning of January of this year, um, another student says, hey, I want to do some marketing for you. I'm like, that was out of the blue. It's like, oh, sure, why not? And that was uh, uh, Peyton uh, Oliveira. Peyton Oliveira is like the captain of the Kamehameha School volleyball team. They, they won this, this season. She's a senior. I was thinking, you want to help us? And I know you must be busy, I, you know, but she, uh, she you know, these girls are like, like I said, top-notch. Uh, Manawahini, they just, they just go for it. And, uh, yeah, she helped me. She did like a, a, a little uh, project video for her, her, the campus to watch about what is uh, monocomics, what the project we're doing. She did a display in Midkiff that showed Kamehameha and all our books and you know the participation that they had within it as well. Uh, it just, it's been, that part of it was, that was so rewarding too, to be able to work with them. Not only my artists would, I'm always gonna say, I cannot be without them, but having them too, that next generation uh, to participate in a way to hopefully get them excited to continue their journeys in life. That's incredible. I mean, yeah, it, it was. It was. This was quite the journey, and 
and and DJ says, you know, uh, we were on that timetable, you know, and there was, you know, things going on and stuff, but I, I wanted it done right. And I believe DJ totally did. I'm glad it was not rushed. I'm glad he took his time. He was going through, you know, a lot of emotions and stuff, but I think in the end it, it paid off to be, um, to take time to, to be careful what we're doing yeah. and, and to do it in such a way where you're not going to just slap it all together. There's, yeah. there's uh, definitely a, a thought process and, 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 uh, we want it. We had our passion and heart into it. Yeah. Yes. Because Chris and DJ, just listening to you guys, what's, what's really amazing about this project. What's because you know, uh, what's so, like I said, this, to me, you know, when I heard about this, this is very special to me because growing up in Hawaii, we hear the stories of how King Kamehameha united the islands. But now you guys not only is able to tell the story of King Kamehameha and like, and Chris, like you said, is that, you know, you guys just have to do it in a comic book format to just, just basically um, tell us, tell a story in so many pages. Mm-hmm. And what's really great is that you're saying that right now it's just, it's it it's almost um like a hook to mm-hmm. get not only young kids but even even yeah. guys who you know grew up here moved to the mainland still miss yes. home exactly you know but that's for all, you too that's for you too all your locals that left yeah. because you you know you had a hard time living here it's expensive and they missing home right they, they lose that connection and you know like brother like brother steven i'm sure like when he was away it's like oh i want that connection i long for it but guess what? Now you can, um, for those locals up there having cakey of their own, and then there you got a book that shows a little bit about what home is about. Hey, that's, uh, we don't, I don't think even DJ realizes what impact that will be for a child up there to yeah. feel that warmth of the island, yeah? The island calling you, yeah? Because for some reason, it's like, this is our roots. Yes. You know, and, and, yeah. you know, and I'm not trying to, I'm not being sarcastic or anything, but even, you know, you know because, you know, because I'm Korean Okinawan, but mm-hmm. yet I was born and raised here. My roots are here. Exactly. And, you know, and the good thing about it too is that Chris is that, and like you said, you you kind of know that there's going to be some critics that go, "This isn't what happened. This is not what happened." But what's really good is that you're going to include a page of you know read these yeah. books. Yes. Yes. Because whoever yes. because whoever moved to the mainland when they have kids up there that's part yes. Hawaiian. You know, their parents are going to go, you know, this comic book, look at all these books. If you get a chance, read about your culture. Yes. You know? And, if, and, and if, if we can be that gateway to do that, I mean, our mission is accomplished. You know what I mean? That's, that's the whole goal. That's our intent. We're not over here trying to make millions of dollars. That's not it. We understand the importance of preserving. We understand the importance of sharing that, that history with the, the kids coming up. Because we cannot, we cannot lose that, yeah. And I'm not just talking about Hawaiian kids. I'm talking about local kids, yeah. so they can understand, yeah, of, of every ethnicity. If you love Hawaii, if you respect culture, if you, you know, you take care of the, of you know, the island. That's that's who we want to reach and for them to to, uh, you know, understand what what happened or what occurred in the history. You know, that's important to us to share. And then DJ, for you, the artist side is you wanna. You know, as much as you can to make it, um, to, you know, um, to make it accurate as possible, you know, like you're saying, you, when you talk about you know, you're drawing a Hawaiian, you're not just drawing another human figure, 
Mm-hmm. We want to make sure that you know this is who we look. You know, this is who we are. Mm-hmm. And not only just that, but then, like you said, you know, like um, like Chris was mentioning, he was going to say, "Oh, you know, there was a bonfire in one of the huts," and you're kind of like, <laughs> "No, I. This is what they. This is what they did." Yes. You know, and even, <laughs> even if it's yeah. something in the background. Yeah, but there's a thought to it. Yeah, there's an intention to it. it. There's there's a care for it. Yeah. Let's portray it as close as we possibly can, right? Oh, bro, you guys have no idea. My wife is my wife loves plants, and she knows all her Hawaiian plants. So she's like, this plant wouldn't be over here by the mountain. This would, this is one one by the sea. So you can't put this plant over here. You, yeah. you can't put these plants. I have no idea she could do that. That's that. like, you know, like, and, you know, so she she's the one that put all the post-its in a book for me. So I was okay. If I draw this, if I draw this, this. This tree, it has it kind of be here, but yeah. it can be, like just that stuff, you know what I mean? So I was like, oh, okay. But what a, I, what I like that because yeah, other half the resource. I love it. Yeah. No, but what it does is it begins the file in my brain. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Oh, okay. So going forward in the future, if we do this, I know that these trees yes. can you know what I mean? It's just yes. stuff like that to keep things consistent. Yes. And you know, because between I I mind you, I get cross-eyed between all the projects I do because I always get called to do all the Hawaiian projects. Yeah, yeah. But if you read them all, it's it's all me. You know what I mean? So all the visuals is me. The story might be somebody else, but still, yeah, yeah it's all me. So there, yeah, yeah. Is a true, there's a line going through all of that. Mm-hmm. There's consistency going through all of that. But yeah. Yes. Okay. I want to ask a fun question because I'm slowly wrapping this up. I want to ask a couple, um, one fun question about the Kickstarter before I move on. So how did you guys get Kelly Hugh, no, <laughs> that strike from X2 and Jason Momoa tears. Now, before you guys answer the question, any of you, you know, I'll start with you, Chris, but now note to the listeners that these tears are no longer available. <laughs> Bam! Okay, so how did you guys get Kelly Hugh and Jason Momoa? Okay, well, Jason's, um, um, a not so dramatic story. Jason was actually when he was doing the Aquaman um, movie, he dug. He came out here for a premiere for the Island Jeff. Yes. While he was doing that, uh, he went to the Boys and Girls Home of um, Honolulu, and he uh, he was you know signing stuff and getting things ready. Well, he did a uh, like a fundraiser uh, type. Um, yes campaign where like okay you got to bid on on like meeting him mm-hmm. and um you know getting certain items like when one of it was uh, the poster so uh, my other half was she's over there like um you know it was because it was a competing a uh, bid for things and and uh, she didn't win but they they uh, whoever i guess the boys and girls club they were they would could see who was bidding and they says you know we we're, we're rooting for you to to try to get something so how about if you're willing to donate, you, you could get the same, um, you're the same thing. And then they were like, wow. So we got to uh, go to the premiere and uh, we did manage to get that poster of uh, Jason Momoa to sign. Uh, we didn't get the, the one-on-one that we wanted. He was really busy that day uh, doing his haka, meeting everybody and stuff like that. But we managed to actually stalk him at his hotel because I wanted, my part was to give a gift to his kids. I wanted him to get a batch of the Mana comics. Oh, nice. And, yeah, so we went to um, the West Side, uh, one of the hotels there. I forget the name, but um, of course, I'm the shy guy. Granted, I talk a lot right now only because it's comic discussion. But when we saw him, we we're about to leave and say, hey, there he is. And then my girlfriend's like looking at me like, go get him, go give him the stuff. 
I, I couldn't. I just froze up yeah. and I just kind of like pushed her. And, and then she's like, what? And then she started walking. But then uh, his kids came by me. For some reason, they were looking at the display. And I was like, okay, this is going to look creepy if I start giving them gifts, huh? Yeah. And I was, um, but I guess they had like, a, a, like someone watching them. Oh, yeah. And then, and then I said, hey, um, is it okay to give these to the kids? And he goes, yeah, that's fine. So we gave him that. So we did have like a, a little connection with, with Jade that side. Kelly Hugh, on the other hand, man, she was hard to get a hold of. Um, I tried everything. I was almost to the point of getting to try call one of her classmates from Kamehameha. It was to that point. And, um, but it was funny. I had reached her uh, via, I think it was Cameo or something yeah. like Cameo. If yeah. you don't know, is like if you want to get a celebrity to, to talk story, to a, like a birthday message or something congratulations to one of your friends you hook up with one of these celebrities you know you you, you pay them to to deliver a message via text um so i actually i did that and i explained to kelly what i was trying to do and i, I you know i wanted some gifts for the commander award if she, she was the sweetest nicest and i i just awesome she goes you know what sure i'll do that in fact you know what just canceled a payment of what the, the camera interaction she canceled it i was like wow you know that's true uh, local aloha yeah. right there and you know i was able to get the um the those uh the shirts and the, all the different like lady death strike autograph uh, pictures from her total i mean yeah and then and there's you know just an amazing woman and gracious and and her true spirit as you know as someone who came from here is that she just really cares about you know everybody she wants to make sure that everybody is uh in you know because she has a line it's like i think it's like a unity um type design uh, where she in her shirts oh. and it's a message of basically it's like a message of aloha yeah. and so i was able to, to to obtain some of those stuff so great woman uh mm -hmm. brother jay i went to the side uh brother brad who was another actor uh slash local boy uh, i was able to reach him so yeah there were some great prizes and those got cut like I said, I never did anything that before, but I wanted to do rewards that was just bigger, more than I've ever done. So it took some legwork to get, but I managed to do it. So uh, yeah, I was blessed for those opportunities to find um, those people. And Switchy, yeah, Kelly was the hardest though. I, I tried on that one. All right, so DJ, I'm gonna ask you, so what, when Chris told you about these incredible tears, what did you say? How did you react? I, by the time I found out about it, it was gone already. <laughs> 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 he actually never tell me about the tears. You just put them up and I was yeah. like, oh. Up and, and, um, and, yeah, yeah, you know, it's funny because there was a lot of um, aunties out there that was gunning for Jason. <laughs> they was good. They were, you know, like, oh, man, this is something I want. And then when I launched my Kickstarter within the first half hour, I think that one was gone. And then. I was like, oh, which auntie got that? So I did some research and there was this guy who messaged me. He goes, okay, I, I'm, I'm probably never gonna say that I'm the one that got this, but I just love it so much. And I have it on my, I'm gonna wanna have it on my wall when I get it. I was like, hey, all power to you, brother, enjoy. But I know there was a lot of uh, salty aunties that wanted that one, <laughs> one but, but like still, I mean, honestly, uh, I wanted something different. We do have like awesome, those amazing variants uh, still available, and I want to make a point, you know, to any listeners out there, if you got that opportunity, these variants are going to be gone, L meaning like I'm not going to, you know, continue on with this. They're done. So be a part of that. Be a part of that historic moment. 
you know, get these uh, collectibles. Uh, there's, you know, other merchandise as well. Art, stickers, caps, mm -hmm. shirts. Cap itself was made by Brother Steven and DJ with, with the yeah, artwork underneath the brim. It, it, it's, it's really like a, it's, it's to be part of this moment in history. That's how I feel. This is different from any other mm -hmm. uh, Kickstarter. and Because I, I know the importance the of it. So it's something like, wow, uh, you know, this monumentous moment. I wanted it to be special. Um, not just the, you know, in terms of the book, but all the rewards that people are getting. I want to ensure that they have something yeah, to remember it by. All right. And I did on Gary and Cover too. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, I got, I got some other news about that too, but I'll share later on after. But anyway, sorry, I'm going to slowly wrap things up. Um, off the cuff question, and DJ, I am joking about this. Did you bug Chris? Go, hey, where's my Kelly Hugh autograph picture? <laughs> oh! <laughs> No, no, no. I, I'm actually not the autograph guy. Like, <laughs> you're not the hounds. You're not the like, hounds. If it's like, you know, Stan Lee or, you know, Jim Lee, then, then yeah, but. Oh, yeah. Not the, like, I think I got, like, we got a picture with, like, Jason Momoa when he was up on Mauna Kea doing, you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not the autograph kind of. Oh, okay. You're not the starstruck unless they come with the artist, I guess, I think. Yeah, so. like, I get starstruck with, like, you know, Todd McFarlane or, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, those guys. The comic book guys that those are the guys that start that get star struck over but uh, not so much the hollywood they get enough money <laughs> <laughs> all right so um dj i'm gonna ask you actually chris i'll start off with you sure um do you have another historical figure lined up for the next mana legends um you know there's there's so much there's so much history not not, not just the old time but like uh, really people who impacted uh, Hawaii's history as a whole. I would love to explore like, you know, Eddie Akau oh, or, God. you know, like, I love that. I love like Real Sun. A little bit of story about people don't know who she was back in the day, but she was so important to the people on the West Side. You know, uh, icons like even Brother Is. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I want to see that. You know, I want to see that captured in a way, you know, like I said, once again, not on documentary, but like a more human side Mm -hmm. to, for people to understand, like, you know, what they brought, mm -hmm. you know, how they impacted people, you know, what struggles did they go through? Mm -hmm. You know, as far as Mono Legends, I leave it open to, to explore, uh, you know, past, present, what, whatever yeah. iconic figure I can think of. But Kamehameha, I mean, as when you think Hawaii, you think him, I'm automatic. Yeah. That's the first guy. So yeah. I felt, you know, if I was to do a story with Mono Legends first, got to be him. Got to be him. We would love to continue his story because there's just so much. You know, and um, but we will see and meet that challenge when we, we come across it. We'll see how this goes and and in the future we'll see what anything can happen. DJ, I'm gonna ask you, I'm gonna um kind of slightly change the question a bit. Which um well which um Hawaiian figure would you like to see line up to be next on the mana um to do a mana legend story on? I just like keep going with Kamehameha, like that's, mm -hmm. he's just, like, yeah. Um, but you, it just in his story alone is so many characters that you can come across. Mm -hmm. And so, if I had to say anybody would be um, Kahikili, you know what yes. I mean? Would be Kahikili, and that oh god, <laughs> oh, don't even get me started over there. Mm -hmm. Don't even get me started over there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean historically, no, just. I don't I, like. Um, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I, I usually get. I usually try to do my, my own stuff, and then everybody come 
chase me down for doing all my stuff. And I think that's um, that's God telling me, hey, mm-hmm. Hawaiian, don't forget you're Hawaiian because I can do it. <laughs> and everything else, you know what I mean? And it's like, hey, don't forget who you yeah. are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. DJ, I'm going to – two more questions. So, DJ, I'm going to start off with you first. What is the most fun or exciting thing you love about making comics? I like um, – I like drawing, like, you know what I mean? Like when, when they get solitary and all of that, but just, I, I, I cannot, I cannot, I don't know. I, I can't, like, I gotta draw. I remember like there was a point where I was working, um, uh, you know, like plumbing and all of that. And I was just miserable. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I was just miserable. I was like, I just, I don't want to be doing this. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and the money was good. Yeah all of that my you know but i was like i, I just don't want to do this like you know i just this is not what i want to do with my time you know what mm-hmm. i mean and so i was like i rather work you know when job just for pay the bills so i can i can and so i did that i i um i was work i would work midnight like graveyard shifts mm-hmm. so that at the same time i could work on the comics and get paid mm-hmm. and and draw at the same time because at least i was you know, I was bur- and I did that for many, many, many years. So I was just like, I would just go to work, <laughs> show up with my with my drawing stuff, and I would draw at work. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because I knew I had to pay the bills, uh-huh. but I also knew that like I wasn't I wasn't gonna be happy if I was just working uh-huh. nine to five and all of that. And so I was like, yeah. But for me, it's drawing, creating, and just you know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> Like the Kickstarter stuff is hard for me because it's promoting and you got to go and all of that stuff and it can be fun and all of that. But for me, my favorite thing to do is draw. Yeah. And that's all I, that's all I ever wanted to do as a kid. Mm-hmm. And so as an adult, you try to figure out how can you draw and how can you make money off of that? Yes. What is the thing that will allow that to happen? You know what I mean? So that's how all of this is possible, you know? Chris, I'm going to ask you, what is the most fun or exciting thing you love about making comics? Okay. Um, what DJ kind of described is, is you finally found your passion. You finally found your niche and your love, your true love is, is, is creating those comics. And, and that's the same thing that some, some people go through their whole life, of, you know, working, uh, you know, jobs and, and there's no, they're not really happy, but my happy place has always been comics. And, mm-hmm. and, 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 and to realize that I have uh, been blessed with the opportunity to actually do it and not in the way that I thought as a kid that I was going to happen, but able to create the, your own universe and to, to be able to share that universe with other people. And mm-hmm. that's exciting. What is exciting to me and, and rewarding is to see like a kid, a little kid come up to your little table there. Hey, I want to buy this. And then, you know, you go check them out later and they're sitting down reading it and they're just, they're engrossed. And you're like, wow, you know, you remember that was me back in the day. And I, I, like I said, I'm blessed with the opportunity to be able to, you know, impart that with somebody, that gift of of that joy, that love that I have for it. And somebody else going to be that way too later down the road. So it's been, it's been just a, just a thrilling ride. Uh You know, from the very beginning where I decided to do it and, and discovering that this is what I wanted to be. Chris, I'm going to ask you, and then I'll ask DJ, any closing words to our listeners? Um, okay, number one is, um, let me just talk about the Kickstarter, get out of yep. the way. We do have it. It goes on from now to the 30th of March. Please just, you know, you don't, if just Kokua, 
uh, support, share. Sharing is enough for us. You know, Coconut Wireless is huge in Hawaii. Just share it and put it on your page. Say, hey, this this should be interesting. Yes, it is. You know, this is if you you know if you're in the mainland and you have Hawaii ties, this is something that will connect you back to it. This is what's going to bring you home by opening these pages. So go get it. You can find my information on monocomics.com with the links to to find to help out with this project in any way that you can. Um, just just share it. That's all I ask. Thank you so much. DJ, any closing words to our listeners? Um, yeah, back to Kickstarter and um, check me out when I get my Kickstarter. Exilian should be hopefully soon. I keep getting sidetracked, so <laughs> I keep getting forward. So every time I got to avert so that my my Kickstarter gets pushed back. But you know, just back to Kamehameha and then look for me on Kickstarter coming soon, hopefully. <laughs> All right, so. Chris and DJ, you know, I want to wish you guys all the success with the Mana Legends number one Kamehameha Kickstarter. Actually, you guys met your goal um, early on, correct? Yeah, we did. We um, we went for you know a, like a, like a certain goal, and within I think within twenty four hours before that, we got fully funded. Now I think it's reaching. It's creeping up to ten ten thousand right now. I think we're only like maybe a like a couple hundred or less away. So we're very uh, blessed with a, a great bunch of loyal uh, fans and, 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 and new people that who, who believe in it and who wants the, sh the story to be, to be told. And, and uh, we, we welcome anybody who, who loves Hawaii and, and, you know, loves Hawaii, live here to be a part of it. Cause like I said, historic, this is just something that we love and we cherish and we know what's important and we want to do it right. Oh, but thank you. And, you know, mahalo, guys. You know, to our listeners, that's thank you in Hawaiian. You know, Chris and DJ, thank you very much for your time. I know I told you guys in the email, oh. it's only going to be an hour, but. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's what happens. <laughs> when, the, when the talk story sesh happens, that's what happens. Yeah, Jason, we it was our pleasure. Thank you for having us. No, but thank you. Now, if you are a new comic book fan or a lifelong comic book fan, and you're interested in Hawaiiana, a history, you know, a history of Hawaii, please check out the Mana Legends number one Kamehameha Kickstarter that is going on right now. Um, the campaign will end on March 30th. I want to thank Drew, our co-host, the co-host for Comics for Fun and Profit for putting this episode together. Drew, thank you very much for all your work behind the scenes. And please check out new episodes. If you are a new listener, please check out new episodes of the Comics for Fun and Profit podcast that comes out every Saturday. And thank you, the listeners. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you for listening to this episode. Until next time, guys. Aloha. Aloha. Bye, guys. Thank you so much. Aloha. Aloha.